Hello, beautiful people. It is Overreaction Monday, September 26, 2022. This sports show starts right now. Football is all the way back. Week three NFL Sunday slate has concluded, and now we have more questions than answers, Mm. but we have a beautiful opportunity to yell and overreact about everything going on in this glorious NFL that we are massive fans of. I don't believe we have any lights on in the stage, and that's potentially a problem with how we are currently looking on the camera. It is A-OK, and it is great to be back. Obviously, the toxic table is here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. Boys, I don't want to look directly at Connor, but it's okay. It sure feels like the New England Patriots are in a heap of hurt. Yeah. Mac Jones carried down the steps after the game after what they're calling a high ankle sprain. Mm. His face looked as if they needed to amputate that thing. He threw a bunch of picks. The team looked bad. What are you thinking at Boston Connor with the squad going forward? Oh, well, the season's over. It was a good run. You know, I was very happy to have the NFL (laughs) back three weeks ago, and now here we are. The NFL's over for me, so that's okay, though. You know, I can now look at all the games, root for the football, root for chaos, Root for anything but an 11 to 10 game. But, uh, you know, Mac Jones was that upset because he knows he may never play football again. I look at that injury and I say, wow, maybe it's an ankle sprain. Maybe that's the next Alex Smith injury because no, it whoa, seemed whoa, like whoa, that. That's not. how bad it looked. I hope not, too. But when you look at his face when he, you know, he's getting carried out. And let's remember, okay, he hopped off the field. He refused to be, you know, lying down, have people come out. and Of course, of course. He hopped off the, the field adrenaline wore like off a warrior. Him. Exactly. The adrenaline wore oh, off. No. And, yeah, that is just a look of, my God, I might never throw a football ever again in the NFL. Oh, no. He can understand the devastation. Yeah, no bull. This does appear to be a great amount of pain. We'll be talking to Rappaport in about 40 minutes mm-hmm. or so to ask him what's going on up there. Is he going to be okay? Is he going to be back? It looked bad. Once this photo hit the internet, everybody was like, damn. Maybe Mac Jones is in deep, deep trouble going yeah. forward, but the Patriots might be as a whole anyway. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a team that has to figure it out, how about the Green Bay Packers in the Goat Bowl, huh? Yeah. Best of all time versus what's considered the greatest of all time. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, even though they will not be on the same field at the same time, except for at the end, whenever they dap each other up and say, all right, have a good one, good man. Game. Good luck. Good game, man. Keep in touch. Yeah, See of course. All right, man. See you. Good golfing, man. Yeah, except for that. They were never on the field at the same time. And I'll tell you what, that game was ugly. I mean, yeah. that was a very ugly game, but I think we learned some things about the offense for the Green Bay Packers. We learned a lot about the Green Bay Packers' defense. They got some dogs out there. Oh, yeah. And I know Walker had a good punch out on that thing, but Amos, Adrian is Adrian saying, Amos. Adrian yeah. Amos, he lowered his body to go straight for the ball. They look like hungry, hungry hippos out oh. there grabbing that thing. Packers fans got to be excited about what they seen yesterday in the big time Whenever the Buccaneers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, game was much closer than it should have been. The Packers on their first two possessions, Rods just let them right down the field. And you mentioned it. A lot of receivers out. Romeo Dobbs is here. He is here. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the NFL, Please. my friend. You can tell Raj trusts him. He played incredible yesterday. The defense, I mean, they were getting gassed up big time all all preseason, all offseason. Hey, this is going to be the driving force of this team this year. And granted, the Bucks were down several receivers and several linemen, but Brady's Brady, you know. And when he wanted to, 
Like uh, in the two-minute drill at the end of the game, he took them right down there. They scored. It ended up taking a, a two-point conversion. You know, great defense to get it done. Bakhtiari came back. He didn't play all the snaps, which I always wonder, like, how hard is that for a quarterback when you have your, you know, franchise left tackle in for one possession, and then, boom, he's not playing the next <laughs> yeah. possession. He only played, like, 50% of the snaps, but look, look at that. They're so happy. happy. Exactly. Guess who's Bach? Bach again. Bach again. Bach is Bach. Is Bach. Tell your friends. They are friends. They yeah. are friends. They are, no, they're more than that, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. brothers. Simpatico. They yeah. are brothers. Yeah, simpatico. But I think, you know, overall, a win's a win. It, looking at the schedule before the season, and granted, you didn't know who was going to be injured or anything like that, but you kind of circle that game. It's like, all right, this is going to be a very tough one. If the Packers can steal one here down in Tampa moving forward, that's huge. It was ugly. They won. We'll take it. It's a great day to be a Packer fan. It is. It's also a great day to be a Colts fan, and Ooh, we'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. But let's talk about the end of that Packers game, uh, end of that Buccaneers game, because there was a delay game, obviously, right. on a two-point conversion. Took them back to the seven. Everybody said that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers doing a post-game interview with his hair straight to the right. Yeah. Look cool. Did. Like a little comb over, but like post-game. Comb. Yeah, but it had like a little twist to twist. it. Uh-huh. Look a little yep. thick in there. Stop. You know what I mean? Ta- the, the way he was dressing all weekend, I mean, really. Oh, oh, pre-game. Killing it. Me? Oh. How comfortable did that look? He looked unbelievable. <laughs> he looked like he was walking out of a Four Seasons wearing a Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. You know what Clyde's. I mean? It just looked like he was on a cloud there. Now, I believe the necklace is uh, for good zen and everything. Yeah, he looks so comfortable in this thing, swagged out. People obviously called him a... Big time douche, <laughs> druggy. That's yeah. what people were saying. Yeah, people were saying this guy triple ayahuasca look like big time douche. That's what they're saying. I seen it because I quote tweeted, retweeted, and was like, "Dude, looks fucking awesome." Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine being that cool all the time? Look at those shades. Look how cool he is, dude. If you can pull off that necklace, you wear it. Yeah. Period. And if you can pull off wired earbuds, you fucking wear it. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a deal with somebody that didn't have wired stuff, but he said, "I'm sick of kind of the Bluetooth breakup." Yeah. <laughs> oh. guys. I need to go wired in. Plug mm-hmm. it in. Because when I'm listening to my podcast, of when I'm listening to Dr. Joe Rogan, yeah. when I'm listening to Aubrey Marcus, right. yeah. when I'm listening to life-changing Blue. shit, I don't need it to be dropped for it's word. Can't do it. I want to hear every single one because words matter. Because words are spelled, and they spell. That's right. Cast well spells. said. He looked fucking awesome. He looked cool. And at yeah. the end of the game, he had a post-game uh, interview where he talked about the local Jumbotron operator basically showing something on the screen, and Aaron saw it, recognized it, and was able to relay a message. Now, that came quickly after Aaron talked about how there was two zero um, zeros on delay a game where yeah. it should have happened on the one before that, yep. too. So a lot of people on the Internet automatically assumed that Aaron saw on the Jumbotron that it was a delay of game and that they were running close, but I don't think you needed a Jumbotron to see that. So whenever I tweet what does this mean? I do wonder what that means. Now, I did reach out to Source Sis to ask what he was talking about here, but this is the post-game interview where Aaron Rodgers talks about the two-point conversion, the failed one, and maybe something that he had seen on the Jumbotron that the local guy put up there, or girl, sorry. What was going, what was going through you during the two-point conversion, especially after you saw the fact that they took the five-yard penalty? Well, they showed it on the previous play, too. It was a delay on both plays. But uh, sometimes you see things in the game. Sometimes the Jumbotron shows things they probably shouldn't show, even at home. Uh, I saw something and just passed on the information. 
What does that mean? What does that mean? Solid. We'll ask tomorrow, obviously, on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, and who knows if it'll be chatted about before then in any media or press conference thing that he does. But I'm excited to know what that could potentially be because that two-point conversion was obviously massive yeah. at mm-hmm. the time. Well, and like you said, it definitely had nothing to do with delay of game because the guys on the field can see the play clock. It's not like they need someone on the sideline to be saying, oh, hey, it's you know, it's a delay of game. Like, they were going ape shit on, on the field. So you assume it was something. whether it was like a formation or, or, or some, some sort of tell that they they definitely didn't want to be on the Jumbotron. That's why, you know. What I if mean, the Jumbotron found the camera that was just zoomed in over the shoulder of Byron Leftwich and right actually saw him circling oh. it and they put it up on the thing? No, obviously. Is that is that what we're thinking it could be? Because what could be a tell that you shouldn't put up on the Jumbotron? Honestly, that's like a, I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear what that could be because there's probably, I mean, first of all, Congratulations to the Buccaneers uh, game operator or whoever sure. does mm-hmm. the Jumbotron. Yep. You've had an incredible run. Yeah. yeah. Good luck really with your next job. You're, you're probably there for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Of right? That's Got a fucking, ring, probably. Hey, way to go. You did it. Congrats. Probably fired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, XFL. I won't overreact. Probably fired. Can't be getting called out in an interview uh, post game from a quarterback in a game that you lost saying that you were the reason why they lost yeah. after everybody's working all week to not lose. I mean, maybe be loved around there person that's running the game i understand that so hopefully they'll have a whole whole fame retirement for them. sure but i yeah. assume that one's going to be hey we, we can't be doing that okay people notice it whenever you're giving away the whole game plan all right mm-hmm. let's keep it moving excited to hear what that is tomorrow on aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. tuesday now i don't want to overreact too much but the colts win the super bowl well <laughs> hate to break it to everybody they might the calls for the colts to fire everybody yeah we're lied very loud. Yeah. Jim Irsay was trying to stand next to a 737. He used to fly on a smaller plane. He got a bigger plane so he could stand next to the Jets so he couldn't fucking hear all the noise telling him to fire his coach and his GM. Smart. He was hanging out with Willie Nelson. I don't know what they were probably on or doing together, but let's assume that he was so close to Willie that there was a radiation of positivity and THC getting into Irsay's ear so he couldn't hear everybody telling him to fire his fucking general manager and his coach mm-hmm. for how the season started. One week ago, lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It might be good. Might yeah. be a team. Don't look now. Jacksonville Jaguars might be great at football. Yeah. Definitely. What they did to the Chargers yesterday in the Chargers' house. Now, Justin Herbert obviously hurt uh, mm-hmm. rib cartilage. Mm-hmm. They were still having him throw more than any other quarterback yesterday. Yeah. Broken ribs had him throw more than any other quarterback in the NFL yesterday, I believe was the stat that I seen. Yep. 80%. So who knows if that's the proper way to go about still doing it. Still in the game in the fourth quarter, down yeah. three scores. You know, Chucking it. Yeah. Who knows if that's what how you want to – Interesting. Nonetheless, the Jaguars beat the fuck out of the Chargers yesterday. Yeah, killed them. Now, the Jaguars just beat the fuck out of the Colts last week, 24-zip. Yeah. And we took it real hard here in Indianapolis. Yeah. Not just because Clontown last year, whenever we went into a stadium in Duval, Florida, where the fans were dressed like clowns because the organization was being run by a bunch of clowns in their eyes. The fans disrespected their own organization so much, they showed up at the organization stadium wearing clown outfits because they're saying this is a fucking clown show here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Urban Meyer situations, no urban signs. Yeah. No urban if signs. If you bring them, you're getting kicked That's out right. of school. But that went bad, obviously. Then everything from top to bottom kind of seemed to implode. The team stunk. And then their fans dress up like clowns to go into the stadium to have a, like a protest, basically saying, hey, Mr. Khan, 
Will you fucking give us a football team or get the fuck out of town, basically? Right. Colts lose down there with a team that has like eight pro bowlers on the defense in and off, get kicked out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars have certainly had our number, but the Jags are the Jags. They've had the number one pick in the NFL for two straight fucking seasons in the draft because they stink. So Colts fans, whenever you lose 24 nothing to the Jaguars, as Chargers fans are probably feeling today, we lost 30 to 10 to the fucking Jaguars. Uh-oh. That's fucking stink. That's how people are going to... This might be a brand new Jaguars. For sure. And I think we need to take that into consideration. Doug Peterson uh, obviously has won a Super Bowl in the past. He also had a year to go travel around and see everybody and kind of say, how can I get better? What can we do different? What is the offense doing? What's the defense doing? How about the day-to-day operations so we don't have the fucking shit show that he had in Philadelphia? Jacksonville might be a team. With that being said, it's hard to realize that in a moment when you're a Colts fan, you lose 24 nothing to the fucking Jags, and your team looks like absolute dog shit in a tie against the Houston Texans. Right. So the calls for this fucking team to be blown up were very loud around Indianapolis. And all it takes is one Sunday. That's right. <laughs> At Luke Soul Stadium. Well, we were very I, lucky to be in there. And early, it did not look great, okay? It looked like maybe this game was going to go the other way. Thought maybe the Chiefs were going to be able to start doing their thing once it started clicking. Because there was a moment there early where we were good jousting. Good Justin. Punters were incredible, putting on a oh, fucking yeah. show. Old Hawk and, and Tonson were bombing balls. The defense seemed to be doing their thing. There was a joust. But then there was a couple plays where it was like, oh, this is where Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the boys start going. And they did. They scored. But then this Gus Bradley-led Indianapolis Colts defense just continued to fight back, got opportunistic, made some plays at the right time. And then Matt Ryan in a six-foot-seven fucking dog oh, no. named Jelani Woods get this – touchdown to win the game to beat the fucking Chiefs in week three that saves the morale of this entire city and this team. This ball from Matt Ryan thrown on a dime to a six foot seven dude's face basically. Scored a tud. We're about six feet behind this camera right now. Mm -hmm. Jelani Woods is unguardable. Yeah. And I think yesterday was his coming out party. He had two tuds. thought the first one was the Mo Ali Cox because Mo Ali Cox is his massive human being. To be clear, we had talked about this guy when we were at training camp. Yes. Had no idea who the fuck he was. No. Had no clue who he was. Scores the t- first touchdown yesterday. Incredible catch. Then this one. And I got to see his eyes after he was up. I was looking right in his fucking eyes after he was celebrating. There's a photo of me standing there, literally like this, <laughs> both hands straight up in the air, looking at him right in his eye. Look, I am staring right in this fucking guy's eyes right here on this photo. Dog. Yeah, killer Hey, this guy's a fucking dog. He's a killer. This might have changed the entire... There's my wife, there's Reagan, there's Foxy, there's Mitt, who showed up to a fucking football game in a stadium hours after learning that he had broken his fucking ankle in a boot wow. with crutches, sweating all over everything because when you go to a football game, <laughs> it is a four-mile hike wherever you're yeah, going. at least. He is hours removed from learning of breaking, breaking his ankle on one last run, bro. Of in course. In the bowl skating. Yep. Breaks his ankle, shows up at the game, okay? Already gave his license to somebody because he wants a wheelchair on the way out. Two 90-year-olds come in with a wheelchair to wheel him out. I mean, it was a full scene, but hell of a game to come to, Mitt. I think Uh you're right. Mitt goes, am I hurt or am I injured? I'm like, literally both. Yeah. Are you in pain pain right now? Yes, okay? You also have a broken ankle. So that is, like, a hurt or injured thing is like, ah, you're sore, or there's, like, maybe a bruise or something like that. It's like, are you hurt or are you injured? Like, they're kind of calling you soft there whenever they say that. Like, do you actually broke your you fucking broken ankle. ankle. You have out. a broken ankle. That thing should probably be elevated. Yeah. You should probably be sitting down. He was fucking just sitting on chairs. Bro, He just fell out of a chair right over here. Yeah. Right, yeah. Today. right before the show. I'm going to have to kick him out of here. I didn't even think that I would have to tell him not to come to work today after all I said yesterday, but he's got a 
up and go home. Yeah. There's no way we can be a part of this damaging of Nonetheless, got to see Jelani. Mitt, we love you, pal. Love, love you, Mitt. Mitt. Don't, don't be, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. And stop skating. Coming in this morning, he's trying to open the door on his own. He's almost falling over. It's like, hey, I can open the door for you. Yeah, but, like, I, I can go two different ways with that. Is he doing that to be tough, or is he doing that because he doesn't want anybody to think he's soft? You know what I mean? Like, I is, mean he, or is he dumb? I feel like that's, that's kind of what I thought. It's too. like, hey, you have a broken ankle, okay? Like, I can open the door for you. I mean, I can get your sandals for you and set them down in front. Of you. Like, you don't need to be falling over and breaking yeah. your other ankle. Well, he showed up at Lucas Oil Stadium <laughs> two hours after he was told he has a broken ankle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the guy's got absolute. He's like a, a bloodhound. On, yeah. a, on, a, on a track, you know, yeah. on a scent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just going, go, 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 go. I think at some point we're going to have to tell him, hey, hey Mick, go lay it down. Take now. it easy. Take a break, pal. He brought good mojo, though, good energy. The Colts get a massive win. The city needed it. So are the Colts going to the Super Bowl? Probably. Are the Chiefs dead? Everybody saw Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bianmi getting after it. I want to say this. Watching Patrick Mahomes live, they ain't never dead. He makes <laughs> plays and runs around and does things that, like, you're watching him live, you're like, God damn. Bigger than you think on TV, I think, after watching him. He seems to be a little bit larger. More athletic and agile than you think, too. I'm not sure. Although he is considered an athletic quarterback, I don't think people talk about his running acumen as much. It's always the off-balance throws that he makes that people talk about. Watch him run and slide, literally like, I think it was 12 yards in front of us. Natural, very natural athlete, like everything he does. Seeing Travis Kelsey operate. Pre-snap, seeing what he's looking at, what he's Mm. not looking at before he lines up. Pretty cool. I I think I saw him make a couple of decisions pre-snap after watching uh, our great host Hasselbeck is going to be here at three, breaking down the run at Hasselbeck. I I feel like now that I know football a little bit more after watching some of the segments we've been able to put together that I love, I feel like I was seeing him see some things. I'm like, oh, okay, he's checking for that cover two right now. Is that that? Where's he going to go? And him running routes and finding spots is awesome to watch. Dropped a tud yesterday. He tweeted out that he's got to be better. He is clearly their guy, though. I mean, all eyes on defense and on offense are kind of around Kelsey. He's moving. He's doing his thing. I think they're going to be just fine, but the Colts are fucking pumped that they weren't yesterday. Yeah, and also, finally, Jonathan Taylor's getting 20-plus carries. Like, even though they were down Not at the beginning of the game, though. Really? So after they started losing, when usually they go away from him, they were like, okay, let's just give it to him. Beginning of the game, did not even really hear his name, except for coming out of the the tunnel. He came out last, of course, after Matt Ryan. Well, now Jelani Woods probably next week. He might be last. No, no, I think Jonathan Taylor still stays out there. He got a big pop. Uh, Naeem Hines got a big pop. I think we got to figure out how to use him. But there was a lot of Chiefs fans in that stadium. Mm. And the home of the... And I think all the Colts fans are like, oh, this is nice. This is going to be a good game. Yeah. And I forgot about it. I didn't even remember, and I've been a part of it live in Kansas City. We're just sitting there, and uh, oh, this is really nice. Good singing. It was a former IMPD uh, detective singing. Oh, nice. Roof's open. Yeah, it was really good. Roof open, window open. Yeah, gorgeous it was, day. It was fuck. And uh, oh, let's go, Colts. Oh, oh, this is going to be a good day. It was fucking loud. Damn. Loud, loud, I'm talking. I'm, I mean, you looked around. There was a lot of red in there, and I was incredibly impressed. I'm like, okay, like, I fucking like that. Yeah. I love that. Now, don't love that the Colts weren't able to sell it out for old Colts fans. Home opener. I, I would, a home opener. Yeah. I, I lost 24 nothing to the Jags. Those True. people all thought the Jags was the Jags, 
Jags might be new to those people that were certainly selling their tickets to Chiefs fans. Sure. Come on in. Come have a good time. The team might not be terrible, especially after beating the Chiefs. But those Chiefs fans traveled. I was incredibly impressed. I mean, I was – I actually – like, there was a full – oh, fuck, I forgot yeah. about that. I completely forgot about that. They were everywhere. In there. They were making so much noise one time. I think Ryan Kelly thought it was Colts fans. Ryan Kelly uh, was going like this oh, no. to the fans. It was like, no, no, Ryan, that, that, that's Chiefs. <laughs> hey, we are quiet. Yeah. They're here. We are quiet. These fucking Chiefs fans are loud. Now, on the way out, going home after they lost to the Indianapolis Colts, who just lost 24-zip to the Jags a week ago, I saw like six dudes in one car heading back to Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, Very uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Especially the traffic on the way out. Impossible to get out of the city. Yeah. One lane out of the city. Obviously, Indianapolis has incredible you know, management of time or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. Uh, city planning. Yeah, one lane out. For Three, an NFL football game? One lane out, yeah. Well, they knew people were selling their tickets. So they said... Everyone will just walk to the game. Or yeah, something. the only people going are the people that live downtown or whatever. Yes. One lane out. Three lanes. Think? Three lanes. Lane ending. Sure. Lane ending. Merge. One lane. Like two, three miles. Two, three miles? Nah, Did- probably like two miles. Uh, maybe two and a half miles. I, I don't know. It goes over some things. It gets going a little bit, and then it opens back up to fucking four lanes, and you're out there. But it was a little bit of a bottleneck getting the fuck out of town, and I thought about those Chiefs fans. Yeah. Mm. They're just sitting in their car, 10 deep, you know, packed, coming out here to the Colts. We're going to get a big win. We're going to celebrate in their city. We're going to do our dance. Yeah. Do oh, our dance. Yes. We're going to put that shit on. Sure. Put that shit on. Put that, oh, put that shit, shit on in Indy. Oh. Hey, play the national anthem, please. Oh. Yeah. Put that in shit on. the... Home of the Chiefs. Run it back. Put that shit on. That's what they were planning on doing. Yeah. And that did not happen. So I felt bad for them on their way out. And then I was immediately, you know, smacked in the face with how bad Indianapolis management is. And that's why we're very excited to be in our new office. Absolutely. Yeah. Not having to go downtown ever again outside of the Colts game. I said it a hundred times yesterday. While I was driving down to the Colts game yesterday, I was like, man, I'm so fucking happy. I don't have to do this anymore. (laughs) Driving out of Indianapolis yesterday, I was like, man, I am. This is euphoria. (laughs) Never having to do this ever again. It is a full thing right now. Seemed like yesterday, though, with that game especially, just kind of underscores how it really is any given Sunday. Like Everywhere. anything can happen. I mean, we were joking about it, kind of tongue in cheek, but with the way the Colts had been playing, like no one thought that everyone thought they were going to get their fucking doors blown off. Well, I took them plus five and a half. You did. I took you them did. minus nineteen and a half. But Chiefs going into that game, <laughs> alternate spread. I had to, and then right away you think it's going to happen. They came out and it was oh, okay. Yeah, the Colts are this bad. But you're right. Everything you were saying is right. Yesterday was a complete surprise, and the NFL continues to do that. And it wasn't just the Colts-Chiefs game. How about the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills game? Exactly. That game, if you look at the stats clearly, should not have gone the way it's gone. Now, that team was a part of our super boost, and if the Bills win there, which they had an opportunity to after the ass safety, the butt punt, everything that took place where they come back and they hit a field goal, they win the game. I mean, there was a lot of thought that the Bills were still going to be able to do that. But if you look at the stats, 40 minutes and 40 seconds in a 60-minute game was the time possession that the Buffalo Bills had. Jeez. They, were, they had like 31 first downs or something like that. <laughs> the Dolphins had next to none. There was, um, uh, fuck, I forget the, the... Total offense? 90 plays run. Yeah. Buffalo Bills ran 90 
plays. And I think uh, the Dolphins had like 30-some or 40-some or something like that. None of the stats lined up with the fact that the Bills should not have won that game. It shouldn't have even been close. Obviously, there's a couple turnovers that take place. There are some other things that happen in that game. But I think we all thought the Bills were just going to continue to be the Bills. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins, with the way they're winning games, now, should not have won with the way all the stats are, Definitely including not. a fucking ass safety in the back of your end zone, should probably should not have won. They find a way to win. That seems to be what this Dolphins team, here's the stat right here, yes. 90 offensive plays to 39 Damn, offensive geez. plays. 31 first downs to 15 first downs. 497 total yards to 212 total yards. Five punts for the Dolphins, one of them being, you know. The butt punt. punt. Yeah, safety. PP can't back up there. I mean, yeah. as I'm watching and I'm actually saying that while I'm cutting the video, and then I put the video up, and obviously it is quite a scene, and Mike Golick Jr. had an incredible tweet from the photo of that mm-hmm. football right on the ass of old Cuzzy, and he said, this is how I'm going to tell my son that footballs are born or whatever. Hilarious opportunity, because that photo is going to live forever. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That photo is going to live forever. And I think back in the old school days, uh, there maybe would have been an automatic blame on the punter. Probably. I think there would have been. So I had to make sure I got it out there as fast as possible because I feel like I'm one of the only representations of punters out here. Not that I love it, but I think there should be more punters, good football players, good football brains, good personalities, great beer drinkers, all that stuff. Right, right. But yeah, PP backed up situation, cannot back up. He's actually taught to push forward. So he's trying to create as much room as possible to get a ball off. Uh, Thomas Morstead is trying to get that thing out as quick as possible. He has baby tiny steps to begin with, so maybe there is a chance he could have shortened up a tiny bit, but the PP backing up can't have it, can't happen. That is literally in a backed-up situation, one of the only things that can't take place. So kind of a miscommunication. They learn from it. They move on. They somehow still win, but that's a moment that will live in the annals of football history. Oh, nice. And, you know, Sanchez and also, you know, probably get to it later, Orlovsky, they both had great days because of that. But it feels like now with the Bills, you know, they lose Micah Hyde for the year. Jordan Poyer didn't play. But they're still in games. Like, it feels as though – even if the Dolphins were to, you know, put up 28 points with that defense, they only let up 21, though. Like, it still seems to me, at least, that the Bills are in the driver's seat. And obviously Miami, you know, they get the win and their defense can hang on even though they played half the game, 40 minutes of the game. But, I mean, the AFC is just unbelievable now. Yeah, I enjoy everything that's popping off. And, I mean, the butt punt, the ass safety. Sure is probably the best thing that we could ever potentially debut this motherfucker. Oh, hell Here we go. Here we go. So if you see what I'm seeing here, I'll put a spotlight on it. This is the punter. Okay, you see old Thomas Morstead right Mm -hmm. there. And you see this is the PP right here. You see? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right here, PP. Yep. Okay, so in between these two dudes is a pretty vital piece of space there. Whoa. This thing's awesome. Is that an arrow? What's that, dude? Whoa. What's that? Are, are, are you talking about this thing right here? Is that what, Whoa. You're, is that what you're talking about? Zoom are you talking about features? the arrow right there? How did you do that? Yeah, this is called a backed-up punt, though, if you see, because the ball is being snapped at about the one-yard line up here, okay? You see it's at Whoa. about the one-yard line. So you only have, like, 11 yards if you were to stand on the back end line Right here. You see, if you were to stand there, you'd have a full 11 yards, but you can't stand there. Why? Dan Orlovsky taught us that. Mm -hmm. Jimmy G taught us that last night. That would be called a safety. So you have to inch up a little bit, and you also have to have a little bit of space, you see, Little bit of space right there for, um, that was pretty fucking good. I did not know we had that. (laughs) You have a little bit of space right there. So if you have to move for the snap, if the Mm. snap isn't centered, you have to move. So you have to brace for all of those things. Now, whenever the play runs, 
if that guy backs up, which he certainly did, you can see how this space is now much, much shorter, mm -hmm. right? Yep. When we already had a limited amount of space. And if you get a good shot from that angle going straight up there, it is basically asking, right? I mean, that is sitting right in the punt spot. I mean, that is just yeah. asking. I mean, that is basically, Come on. Room. this is a setup for a massive, massive storyline in the end. Bang! Right off the ass. Laying and anytime you see two guys just fucking, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. in the back during a punt, one being the punter, one being the PP, you know it's not great. Anytime you hear the thud, thud, it's bad, especially when it's off of your PP's ass. And they're lucky it wasn't a touchdown. That thing got far enough for it to be a safety. And honestly, it's just in his mind, he's thinking, I got to get this off. I don't have a lot of space. In the PP's mind, he's thinking, I got to brace for some contact. And instead, because of that, he backs up. He's got not got a lot of space. And that's a recipe for ball to the taint. And that's just, uh, it's not great for anybody. And obviously it's not great for the punters everywhere. And I feel for Thomas Morstead. It's just, I mean, oh, look at that. Look at this. I mean, right now, if you think about this guy's head, right? And um, if we were to really, he has no <laughs> idea. He thinks he's doing it. Oh, yeah, perfect. You know, and he's, yeah. At, he's like, I'm nope. scanning the field. Uh -huh. I'm doing everything right. Holy shit, they're not bringing as much pressure as we had maybe practiced in practice for a backed-up situation because this is a good time to get a great push, great push, and run all these dudes back into him. So his job is actually to go forward to keep that thing away, obviously, and uh, the opposite takes place, and the ball goes off an ass instead of into the sky. So in that situation, first things first, that's fucking incredible that yeah, you can do that. That was shit. really sweet. Um, in this situation, because I feel like most of the time, at least to the layman, like they are sending an all-out pump block here, are you more worried about that or the fact that you just you don't have as much space as you normally would on a regular punt? So uh, normal punt blocks... You have space. You have like 14 to 15 yards, depending. I saw Wisnowski lines up at like 13. He's kind of awesome to watch. He punts to the side almost. Mm -hmm. He's like a soccer goalie. Yeah. He's an Aussie rules football guy. But you see like some of the soccer goalies, they started throwing soccer up sideways and he started like slapping mm -hmm. it almost like a volley as opposed to straight ahead. They were able to get, I think, a little bit of a chopper and get it to go higher and further. It was awesome. Normally can't do that with a football because if you're trying to hit a spiral, you got to go straight through it. He's never trying to hit a spiral. He is just blasting that fucking ball. He has to swing so hard every single time because with an Aussie rules ball, it's bigger. It's a little balloon. It's a balloon version mm. of this. So the sweet spot's fucking large. It's also easier to indent because the leather's softer than it is on a Duke. So one of those bigger balls, like a soccer ball, much rounder, you can kind of hit it in a lot of different spots, and the sweet spot's bigger. For a football, you got to hit it if you're trying to spiral that thing. There's like a spot like that big, basically. you got to put your foot through, so everybody's very robotic. He just drops that motherfucker just like this everywhere and murders it. Yeah. I am so impressed by it. The amount of control that he had absolutely very fucking good out of him and Waitman last night. That was a Sunday night football punt bowl following the Iowa Rutgers punt bowl on Saturday. Right. The oh, punt's yeah. the most important position and most important play in football. People are just now starting to realize it. That game was a snooze fest last night, right? Bad. Even I was falling asleep. But every time the punter came on the field, electricity took place. So normally it's like 14 to 15 yards. Your punt or your block spot's at like 10 yards. Normally a little skip in there. Wisnowski does it different. So when it's at 11 and you're lined up at 10 already, you're just trying to get 
get it out as fast as possible. So I'm sure Thomas could have went faster. Old Buddy could have not backed up. But that is a very scary situation for any punt to get off. That's why every quarterback, I think, in every offense is trying to get to like four or five, no matter what happens. Hey, on third down, yeah. we're trying to get to the fucking four or the five so we can get some space here. Because normally, if you block a punt and uh, you get a safety out of it, you win a game. Right. Dolphins were able to accomplish the ass punt, the taint hit, the punt, butt punt, mm-hmm. and still win a game somehow. And that's why the NFL is fucking great, baby. And I, back to your point, I think the Bills still run everything, but looking at Josh Allen on the ground there on his hands and knees, yeah. that's not a spot we're used to seeing for Josh Allen. Normally, he's the bubbly, happy-go guy. I, I don't, him missing that was very surprising. They'll get back on it. Yeah, they'll get sure. back on it for well, sure. I mean, even the end of the game, though, like they have a shot to win, obviously, because they have to punt it. And then, you know, they kind of make a mental mistake, maybe by not getting out of bounds and then letting the clock oh, yeah. run out. Ken like, Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Oh, that was epic. Yeah. yeah. You want to see guys that care. Because mm-hmm. if somebody has no emotion to something that goes bad, I get worried. Yeah. Like, if I'm with somebody and we're on a team. And the thing that we are doing goes terrible. And there's no emotion at all. It's like, okay, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Frank last week. We didn't hear what he whoa, said. Whoa, about, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, he didn't just say what we thought he said. He also he he said, said it was pathetic. pathetic. We didn't hear that quote. No, no we didn't. <laughs> so we thought there was a chance that he did not care. Yes. Right. Which was why we were so alarmed. You mm-hmm. never want to feel like somebody does not care. because if And there's, I mean, now we're in 2022, so we have to say this. People handle things differently. Yeah. You know, grief and sadness sure. and frustration. People handle things differently, obviously. Sure. It's nice to see if there's still Ken Dorsey's out there, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking full fucking fit <laughs> whenever this game ended without them being able to spike it and take a long field goal or whatever Pissed. the fuck they were going to do. Ken Dorsey here closest. He's a married man. Got a medal. Oh, you fucking it. We did it. Damn it. We, fuck this. We fuck talked about this. this all week. We talked about it all week. Mm. We t- Get the Ugh. fuck down. Son of a bitch. Break this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I love how the other coach, too, is looking over like, oh, shit. I didn't Ball know guy? Ken had. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Maybe he didn't know Ken had this in him. Yeah. I, that's He's like, Watching it, I'm not sure I. No. No. I'm like, oh, what's he going to do here? And the bearded guy should feel good about how he looks right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Bearded guy's ponytail, fucking great. Great Top hair. notch. Beard, unbelievable. Gumpy. Looks to be a bit of a thick, stot gentleman. Mm-hmm. But Ken Dorsey losing his fucking bananas. Hat. Taking this. Get this. Why is this in front of me right now? Get out of my way, dude. Why are you still on the desk, bro? Fuck you. Fucking thing. Hey, fuck. Oh, Bang. he's going to get fined for that. Oh, yeah. He's going to get fined for that. Tom Brady, one week ago, broke a Microsoft Surface. Now there's a rule. Hey, no players or coaches are allowed to break anything. Did he break? Ah, he's getting fined for that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought that's why he was trying to cover the camera at the end. Oh, so he was saying, hey, fuck. You know, I don't think he was trying to cover it. I think he was saying, find me, mother. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I fuck you, too. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And I, camera too yeah because they're probably gonna have to pay for that camera too. oh yeah those are expensive so not whoa. you see the quality small. on that video? and how small that has to be oh my goodness that's like might be his year's salary for ken dorsey he might not be making any money the rest of the year wow hope he's, it was worth it though because when sure. the boys see that they're gonna mm-hmm. know ken cares yeah we Absolutely. have to win for ken now going forward if we do that again ken might have to you know mortgage his house to pay i for did it. see a play like a third and six call it was uh, sal capaccio's tweet sal capaccio tweeted it out where it was an overhead x's and o's like draw of a play and it was third and six they scored a, the miami scored a touchdown uh they split the safety 
both backup safeties in, right? Yeah. Hyde and Poirier were not in. Yep. And I think the defense are still able to make plays. But Sal Capaccio's tweet, and I think somebody will probably run it at some point. I don't know if we have it. I didn't see it until this morning after we made our request in for plays already, so I apologize. But not having your two stud safeties, one for the entire season, Hyde out for the entire season. Kind of came out of nowhere, Which too. is a damn shame. Sorry Dumb. about that. And then Poirier getting injured uh, not playing. That is devastating for that defense. That's both are captains. Yeah, and yeah. young corners, too. It's not like they have some like veterans on the other side. Like Both of them are so I think that is why we are not as low on the Bills as maybe yes. some people might be today after losing to the Dolphins because the Dolphins, they have a little – they seem to win games. Yeah. Right? They have the ability to win games, which you're going to have to if you're good. And also, they got some guys. But the Bills, losing both their safeties, it was going to show up at some point. Was this a third and six on the tweet? Is that what it said? Uh, 22, I think. Third and 22. Yeah, yeah, third and 22 maybe. And then just guys splits right through those. I mean, that's both safety sitting right there. I mean, Tyreek Hill on the left side is kind of wide open as well. Yeah, so at some point, it's going to show up. Yeah. If you lose both your guys that are the leaders of the defense, probably going to show up. It did for the Bills. And this, I didn't watch the entirety of the game. I was locked in with the Colts Chiefs. I just saw it. And I was trying to do as much research as possible before we get on in every single game. That shows me, though, that there potentially was a little something missing. And when Poyer comes back, hopefully it, that isn't a problem. So I'm still very high on the Bills, but also we should be on the goddamn Dolphins. Yeah. Speaking of teams we should be high on, how about the Philadelphia Eagles? Man. Oh, boy. Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles, and currently the New York Giants, who play tonight on Monday Night Football, are the three undefeated teams left in the NFL. The Eagles are fucking awesome to watch. They played against commanders yesterday and they had eight sacks, I believe, before Mm -hmm. that thing was over. Multiple turnovers. Carson Wentz had a long day, but it wasn't just Carson Wentz's fault, but it seems like whenever Carson Wentz is your quarterback, these types of things are going to happen. Once again, not Carson's fault, maybe the situations he's in, but commanders fans are going to have to learn this is what it's going to be like. And It's it's my offensive line, it's Carson, it's whatever, whoever it is. It feels like this happens more so when Carson Wentz is on the field than when he's not. Absolutely. It was my entire life last year. I like Carson as a person. I think his great football play is great, but there's going to be a lot of moments this season where you're going to go, hey, oh, 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 oh. it's cardiac Carson. Yesterday was not great for the commanders, but it is fantastic to know that what Sirianni planted underneath that horse manure, those seeds that he laid, he actually picked up horse shit moved it with his hands, uh-huh. put seeds underneath it, put the horse shit back on there, tasted the horse shit, yep. decided it wasn't good enough horse shit, got more horse shit, put more seed under that it. Was. That shit's starting to sprout now, and it feels like, and Hasselbeck's going to break it down, Jalen Hurts is a fucking guy. Yeah. That offense flies. Devontae Smith made two catches yesterday that were just unbelievable. Filthy. The defense was slaying the boys, seemed to crush it. I love this Eagles team, and Sirianni, everything he's... Damn. And you can tell that he got his win knocked out of him, too, because it's not exactly a flat bump that he takes as this guy carries him. But Smith goes up and gets it. Remember, he was too small to be an NFL quarter or a yeah. wide receiver. Oh, yeah. He takes a big bump there, obviously takes a breath afterwards, and then Jalen goes fucking right back to him, and he scores a touchdown in the corner in a similar fashion. This Eagles team is awesome, Ty. And I know we've been doing Sirianni uh, impressions on this show for a while mm-hmm. with you. I was told on good authority yesterday at the Colts game by somebody who had sat in a meeting with Sirianni that you were pretty fucking spot on with what this guy is. I could see how that could work with an NFL team, especially if you have success. I'm happy for everybody in fucking Philadelphia right now. I love Sirianni. I really do. I mean, yeah, last year, you know, and it was partly because the way the media was covering it, people were saying he was a doofus and stuff like that. But guess what? It's kind of like with a lot of these other guys. He very clearly marches to the beat of his own drum. He's his own dude. He's not just some cookie cutter head coach that you know just gets replaced goes somewhere gets fired gets another job like he's 
he relates with his players very well. Those guys love him. And, yeah, we talked about Jalen Hurts. Like, if he plays like this and you see yesterday that division, Dak being out, like the the divide between the Eagles and the rest of that division is pretty massive. They they might be the best team in the NFL right now. And I think in large part that's because these guys have bought into all of kind of the Sirianni-isms, and they love him, and they play hard for him. And the NFC East, we're going to learn a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles seem to be in complete control, undefeated, and I think they're only going up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they're only going up. I fucking love the way they play. It is fantastic to watch. And now that we've got Jason Kelsey doing a podcast every week, yes. I feel like we're going to learn a lot about that Eagles team from inside out. Just naturally, he's going to be telling stories. Good for Philadelphia. Philadelphia goes from winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Parade. Eating horse shit. Yeah, people eating poop. First time in 50 years, right, when uh, winning something over there, I think, winning the Super Bowl over mm-hmm. there. Or anything. Put a fucking statue up, Philly Philly. We did it. We did it. Big like dig, Rocky, Nick. dude. Get yeah. a statue like fucking Rocky in Philadelphia. Yeah. Then, just a year after the statue was put up, fucking everybody's gone, blow it all up. The guy running this team, Howie Roseman, fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. He has no idea. Everybody that's smart that ran this team is gone. They're going to spend as much money as possible on things. It's going to fail. Then now, you start thinking about where they're at. This fan base, obviously, for a long time has been doing this. It has to feel great to be like this. And I'd assume showing up at an Eagles game, it's a much different atmosphere than it was just a couple years ago when everybody wanted to burn that fucking place down yeah. that was Eagles fans. Yeah, and it feels like they can win in many different ways. Like, obviously, you mentioned that their defense had eight sacks. Their D-line's unbelievable. Darius Slay's unbelievable. Their offensive line's unbelievable. And Ty mentioned how the players play for him. I mean, Sirianni rolling up in a throwback Philadelphia Eagles jersey. Like, he is the man. It feels like the Eagles are the team in the NFC right now. Uh, Another team that feels like has the man, will they pay the man? Mm. Lamar Jackson continues his MVP run, which would be his second MVP in his career here in the NFL. Looking for a new contract this past offseason, saying, hey, listen, I synced what Deshaun Watson got. That feels like those are comparisons to what I should be getting. Same division. I've accomplished more than he has. He has like 30 extra charges alleged outside of the league (laughs) than I do. Uh, I've been here forever. I haven't requested a a trade. I haven't burned this place down. Feels like me asking Asking for what he's making isn't that crazy at all. It feels like that's what I should be doing. To Ty's point, very reasonable ask. And they're like, well, that's... You don't have an agent. Sorry, Lamar. That's not how this goes, Lamar. I know you're just representing yourself. It doesn't work like that. That's not how it goes. And Lamar goes, okay, cool, man. Yeah, All right, we'll just play this out then. All right, yeah. If that's what you guys want to do, that sounds like a good plan. I'll play out this final year of my contract. And I know you guys can franchise tag me two times, and I have like 111 to 120 million, depending upon whose maths you do and whose projections you do, guaranteed to me over the next couple years with the two franchise tags. And this year, by the way, you guys are going to look like the biggest fucking assholes of all time for not paying me exactly or more than what Deshaun Watson got. Because I'm about to go scorched earth, better Lamar than Lamar's ever had. He's heavier than he's ever been, still as fast. I don't know why he has a treadmill in his hotel room. Is that what he always does? Is this motherfucker just in the greatest shape of all time? He's using a treadmill in his house. The thing that he has going on right now, on the field, remarkable. Insane. Anomaly. 
undoable by anybody. I mean, it is something. What he did to the Patriots yesterday, he got sacked early too, a bunch, right? Oh, yeah, a ton. Backup left tackle is in to start the game. Backup left tackle gets right. You're on your third left tackle, mm-hmm. most important position. He gets sacked early by the Patriots. Patriots, I, I think, probably think you're going to win that game, right? 100%. Like, they marched down and scored on their uh, second possession, but you had the feeling like, oh, their left tackle's out. There's a chance we're going to get to Lamar and we could you know, sneak one out. And Lamar said, that's cute. Rush for 107 yards, one touchdown, and threw for four tuds and over 218 or whatever. Yeah. 18 of 29. Un- this is against a Bill Belichick defense, yeah. who's still a Bill Belichick defense, next level defense. This guy deserves to be fucking paid. It's his 12th career game with 100 plus rush yards, which adds to his record, which he broke Michael Vick's last week yep. when it became 11th career 100 yard rush game, became the all time leader as quarterback in NFL history, breaks that record again. And it doesn't seem like there's any stopping him. Pay that man his fucking money. I, I don't know what we're even doing. And I think all Ravens fans are feeling the exact same way. Yeah. Can we get this guy his money? Why are we even jeopardizing any future relationship with this guy unless the owner doesn't have the money, which is possible? Mm-hmm. Why would you ever let this guy? Out of your building. There it is in the fourth quarter, three minutes left. Let me go ahead and put this on my shoulders and fucking... I love him, man. I love everything about Lamar. I like the way he operates. I like the way his teammates react to him. I like the way he's handled everything that's taking place around him. I like the way the Ravens have treated him, too. They've gone all in with him. Now it's time to actually do that. And whenever you know business comes to business, you should be handling somebody that you would like to do business with in the future as such currently. And it feels like they're not doing that. They didn't do that. It might bite him in the ass already if he continues to fucking go. That's got to be it, right? They don't have the money to to put into escrow to give him a big guaranteed contract because it is. Is it every time he does this week after week? Like, guess what? That price isn't fucking going down. You know, it's just continually going up. And it seems like he kind of heard all the stuff people are saying. Like, yeah, he's an unbelievable athlete. He's going to rush for all these yards and and he'll have good stats. But he's still when he needs to beat you with his arm. He can't do it. And you look at yesterday, some of those throws, like he's not just throwing deep balls to like wide open guys. Like he was making some precision throws in the red zone. Like he's really taking it to heart. I think like, oh, yeah, fade away. People think I can't beat him with my arm. Like, okay, well, I can. Andrews. Dog. Dog. That killed us yesterday. He was running around. He was wide open sometimes because of what he was doing. Well, and also like you can't undervalue the reason why defenses have to play against different against the Ravens and have to have more people in the box so that maybe they can open up behind that especially yeah. in the red zone where it's supposed to be tighter is because the quarterback is the best runner in football yeah mm-hmm. he's the best runner in football so what you have to play him differently he's got Mark Andrews one-on-one basically in the red zone there yeah. you know that fucking Lamar's gonna go for it he does it as a fadeaway because they're bringing pressure on the guy it's just every week there's gonna be more and more of this with Lamar and all the price is gonna be doing is there's only going to be a couple owners that can afford them, and they're all fucking hoping. They're all waiting for that day to happen. Yeah. And I think Ravens fans are like, let's get this deal done. We alluded to it uh, a little bit earlier, but are the Jags back? Do we think, do we think Jags are good at football? 100%. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is good at football. So first week didn't look great, right? No. I think we, we heard that he didn't look great the first week. Last year, right, they were terrible. Yeah, yeah. tough. Now, the situation was certainly interesting in Jacksonville last year, wasn't it? Yeah, didn't have a head coach. Well, head coach was more concerned with sticking his fingers up co-ed's butts than he was, yeah. you know, Leaving making back. sure that his quarterback uh, had, like, a nice maturation process. Didn't know who Aaron Donald was. Nonetheless, 
laughed out of team meetings and playing. Right. Uh-huh. Said, I'm playing Alabama every week in this league. So, Trevor, these are all things that did happen. Yes. yes. That's how Trevor was introduced to the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trevor had to think to himself, this is the most Bush League amateur bullshit of all time. Now, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, former quarterback, probably speaks a lot of the same language as Trevor Lawrence as understands the NFL in a good way. I think Doug Peterson's still a little bit of a like Fiery, accountable. Yeah. I think Talk he, some shit. I think he's still a I think I think players respect him mm-hmm. both as a human and as coach. I think there is that yeah. type of relationship still. But the whole thought that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to blossom and actually be given a shot and given an opportunity is what makes me happy. Cuz there's a chance that his career ends up the same way that a lot of guys careers end up and that's like fucking dude was he good in the NFL? No. Did he ever really have an actual opportunity if we were to dive into it? Probably no, not. No. You have no idea. Trevor, it seems like, is getting an opportunity, and he's making the most of it. seems like he's growing every single week. And this performance against Chargers, I think, is going to catapult them into a conversation piece, at least. Yeah. So maybe Colts fans can relax because they got fucking blown out by this team a week ago. But I think the Jags might be a team this year. Honestly, mm-hmm. in the AFC South, just wiped out the AFC West. Yeah. Okay? Just fucking wiped them out yesterday. Wow. 3-0 against the AFC West yesterday. Now, Houston Texans lose to the Bears, right. uh, which is a li- little bit of a bummer. Yikes. But the rest of us fucking showed up, dude. So whenever you talk about the Tennessee Titans getting back into the game, beating the Las Vegas Raiders, who were completely defeated, Josh McDaniels called into a one-on-one meeting with Mark Davis. Mm-hmm. Is, he, is he saying, hey, 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 thought you were supposed to be good at football, remember? Yeah. Supposed to be good, coach. You guys fucking stink. Yeah. I'm undefeated in my Madden team. Why aren't we undefeated right now, Josh? That's what Mark said. Yeah. yeah. Mark got his backpack out, pulled out a piece uh-huh. of paper, and it said, figure it out or get fired. Mm-hmm. And he put it back in there, put his flat bow on, Grab walked out. I'm going to dinner. Mm-hmm. Guys. All right, guys. I'm going to dinner. Imagine Josh McDaniels walking into his office and he sees this. Sit, crisscross applesauce on the floor. And Josh goes, do you want me to sit down? And he goes, no, stand, please. Mm-hmm. And he looks up at him like that yeah, the whole time. Josh, figure it out. Why are you guys completely defeated? On? I paid you a lot of fucking money. We play it. Remember, you had me. You said, "Hey, you pay Chandler Jones, we'll be good." Yeah. You said, "Hey, you pay Devontae Adams, right. we'll be good." What I do? I, I reach into this backpack right here, fucking vault of money. You got you it. Go. Remember? You say you bring in Rockus in from the Colts, right. we'll be good. Let's give an extension to Derek Carr. We'll be, be good. good. Oh, my, you see what you're doing, Josh? You come in here and you said, "Hey." You want all my starter backpacks. You want all my starter jackets. You want me in my barber. You fucking ask for everything for me. Come on. I can't even go to dinner, guys. <laughs> can't even do it. Me and McDonald's. And we're owing three. Everybody's calling us dumb. Everybody's calling us the same old Raiders. What the fuck happened? And McDaniel said, I thought it was going to be different. And then Mark Davis said, you lost to the fucking Titans. Everybody saw the Titans last week on primetime. Oh. And everybody needs to remember exactly what Aaron Rodgers said, though. Is Mike Vrabel still the fucking coach for the Titans? Yeah. Yes, he is. Is Derrick Henry still the running back? Yes, he yep. is. And Derrick Henry, by the way, had his hello, it is the 2022 NFL season yesterday, which is great to see. The Raiders are a big question mark, but the Titans beat the Raiders. Obviously, the Colts beat the goddamn Chiefs. And that game, I think, surprised everybody out there. And then whenever you talk about a football team fucking waking up, the Jacksonville Jaguars do it they do to the Chargers. The AFC South is a juggernaut. We're three weeks into this thing, and everybody better have some more respect for the AFC South. We're fucking killing teams right now. Yeah. You look at it, too. Like, I mean, we talk about it. Usually it doesn't work. The Jags spent a shitload of money in the offseason because they realized, like, hey, what Urban was a dipshit. He had no idea how to build a roster, (laughs) how to build a team. So Doug Peterson comes in. He gets some guys that he wants, and 
like it's actually worked. This guy's actually a good coach. He's won a Super Bowl. And you used to always talk about it. I think it's very interesting to see how Trevor Lawrence responds because last year was the first time in his life he's probably faced any adversity on a football field, really. It's like you go as the top overall pick, you probably know you're going into a situation. We're not talking about great. a bad game. We're talking about like life. Yes. We're Season. literally every time you go into work, the building's on fire. Yes. Probably the first time it's like, miserable. what? I, yeah, miserable. What I do in here doesn't fucking matter. Like, it, I have absolutely no bearing on whether or not we're going to win on Sunday because the guy running the show doesn't care. And now he's, he gets a guy, he gets with a guy like Doug Peterson, who's been a head coach. He's been won a Super Bowl before played quarterback. It's like, Oh, this is how things are supposed to go. Probably, you know, kind of lit a fire under his ass again and gave him more confidence. Congrats to the Jags getting a higher right. It seems yeah, like. yeah, absolutely. And their picks, right. It feels like Josh, like their D line is unbelievable. Hey, Josh they paid, they paid Kirk. Everybody said, are you overpaying this guy? Yeah. Big time touchdown oh, yesterday. He's got yeah. four on the year, I think. Balling. Yeah. Uh, what else did we not touch on? Oh, that fucking game last night, dude. My God. Listen, it was awesome for punting. Yeah, sure. There was a punt last night, actually, that I watched that people, you know, said some things on the internet about me maybe hitting climax or something like that. And I would never do that from a football play. Okay, have a little respect. Come on. Okay, mm-hmm. but boy, I'll tell you what, I was excited while I was watching I it. Bet. It was fucking glorious. What the San Francisco 49ers were able to do with that punt, keeping that thing out of the end zone, for this not to be a touchback is an absolute thing of beauty. The man's name, he went to Toledo, named something Womack. Mm-hmm. Okay, Womack is the gunner that we need to watch for here. But this is the human that I think we should kind of keep an eye on right here. Okay. This guy right here, Mitch Wisnowski, obviously has incredible flow. We right. saw that. Uh-huh. He's an Aussie guy. He came in with a lot of fanfare because he was talented in college. He was good his first couple years in the NFL, but I think he has grown each year and gotten significantly better. He's got to have a massive, massive fucking leg right there, okay? Because the way he hits balls is different than I've seen anybody do it every single time. Now, a lot of guys are hitting this style of pooch Damn. punt. Okay, this is happening around the NFL everywhere. The ball is straight up and down, and you can literally. Uh, what the? F- Come on, iPad. Boom! You can literally see how it's straight up and down, right? Now, yeah. this is the Aussie style of kicking. It was called rugby style because the commentators didn't know that Aussie rules football existed, and that's bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Aussie rules football, much different game than rugby. Rugby and Aussie rules football both played in Australia. They d- certainly both do this style of kicking of sure. the ball, but everybody that has come over to the NFL from Australia, at least in the past, I'm sure there's some rugby guys now, have all come from Aussie rules football, which is a game in which you literally punt the ball back and forth to your friends as you move down a field. They wake up in the morning, these Aussies, they call each other cunts. Okay. Uh-huh. Awesome. That's what they say. They say not Cheeky. me. Terms of endearment, actually. I, that's not me saying that. If you call somebody like mate, that's kind of like an undershot of if you call them a cunt, it's yeah. like you're actually friends you're with your them. Your pal. Yeah. yeah. So like, I meet Aussies. They've all been cool. Yep. Every Aussie that I've ever met has been incredibly cool. Sweet. Has ass. been so nice. It's actually kind of put me in a bind. Because there's a conversation around the college scholarship situation with 23, 22, 24, 30-year-old Aussies competing with 17-year-old Americans for scholarships in college, okay? 
That's a real thing happening in the punting and kicking community. It's kind of put me in a bind. A lot of American uh, kicking camps and shit want me to talk about it a little bit more, about how it's damn near impossible for any American 17-year-old kids who punt footballs to get scholarships. Because if you could bring in a 24-year-old adult to yeah. do a job that he's been doing his whole life, would you rather do that? Every time. Definitely. If I'm the coach, right. every fucking time, give me the 24-year-old. But every Aussie I've met has been incredibly thankful for the opportunity to come to America, has been very cool. So it's kind of a, I don't know how to feel about it, honestly. Torn. I am. I'm actually torn because yeah. I can see how they're pissed off. But also the Aussie, it's not their fault. Yeah. And it's they're not, getting an opportunity. And they're fucking cool. And they're like, I feel like they're grateful for the opportunity. So I'm kind of torn about it. Anyways. Back to the fucking action here. So this particular pun is used by most guys now in the pooch area. There used to be a uh, coffin corner where a guy would attempt to punt the ball out of bounds. The issue with that is, and he could have done it on this one mostly because uh, Denver's in kind of a hold up here. You see there's a little bit of a bend. But if they were to bring these dudes in, okay, if they were to bring all these dudes in, this guy, stepping out of the box is not necessarily something you want to do because guys, like, like sometimes these guys, and sometimes, like, these guys somehow run, like, four twos now. Fast. So back in the day, whenever punters were, like, kind of stepping out and punting it, they had to deal with guys that were running, like, 5040s. So you didn't have to worry about a motherfucker coming around the engine, boom, batting the ball. Coffin corner takes a little bit more precision. You have to step a little bit more outside. Now, Wisnowski's very close step, steps to his side anyways, but stays within the box. Whenever he hits this ball, he's thinking to himself, I want to land this thing around the three of the four. Uh, Denver air, so it's going to go a little bit deeper. He hits this fucking ball as perfect oh, as you can geez. catch it, and then Sam Womack out of Toledo makes an eh play that is just beautiful. Now, obviously, everybody knows that whenever you hit this line right here with a ball, it is a touchback. Uh, that is the end zone. You can't fucking do it. Right. If a guy actually saves it, okay, in the in the field of play, as if somebody was to grab it like right here or something like that, they can't even run into it with into the end zone with the ball because the ref is an asshole and we'll call that a touchback as well. Remember what we're giving up with a touchback if the ball goes into the end zone is literally a fucking twenty yard advantage. Yeah. So we need the ball to be there. This ball as it's traveling down is eyeing that fucking line, isn't it? Little slow turn at the end, nice little break, and all of a sudden, boom! Oh, my God. Boom! Boom! <laughs> the most perfect punt of all time. Dark. The meat of the ball is in the field of play. The tip that has to touch the paint is in the paint. Literally couldn't have hit it any better, more perfect. At high altitude, we'll say he did it on purpose. This guy's so fucking dialed in. Mm -hmm. Because in Australia, whenever you're a kid, you wake up in the morning, you go outside, and you know how normal Americans would say, hey, you want to have a catch? You want to yeah. throw a ball around? Yeah. yeah they say, do you want to have a kick? They literally get up in the morning and kick balls back and forth to each Sweet. other. Kids are just standing there in the street punting Aussie rules footballs back and forth to each other. Hey, you want to have a kick? Yeah, they've been doing it since they were this big. That's why they're so good at controlling how far they can put it. I remember talking to old Cuz. I forget his name. He was the punter for the Arizona Cardinals. Super cool guy. I apologize. I did not have the Aussie punt in my bag yet. I was just hitting touchbacks, just mm -hmm. launching balls in sure. there. And I was asking him, hey, how do you go about hitting the ball like that? You just drop it and swing or whatever. He's been doing it since he was five years old. I was like, cool. How do you judge how fucking far it's going? He goes, I, I'll just know. I, I don't know. You'll see. If they fucking put that guy there, I just hit him. I don't. <laughs> Good to see you. Guys. I'm so sorry, man. And I'm like, 
All right, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. You know, trying yeah, to be a, a friendly guy there. But that's a real thing. They just have this ability to control the ball because they've been doing it since they were kids. It's awesome. It is a glorious, glorious thing. So that ball doesn't hit somehow. And then it takes a bounce. Look at how fucking Jesus. high <laughs> absurd that ball is, dude. I mean, if you just look at that and then you go ahead and put – that's fucking – look at – I mean – Look at how high. Could not have had a better fucking bounce. This is what we are looking for. Cuz then all of a sudden, a dude out of Toledo says, I believe I can fly. Fucking soaring through the air with the greatest of ease. Ah. Perfectly timed, John. Yeah. Uh, right before he touches the ground couldn't have been more perfect little go-go gadget fucking arms there pal i mean absolutely fantastic this guy getting out of the way the snapper brilliant he didn't have his foot on the line and then because he covers it at the goddamn half yard line now russell wilson's got to go 99 and a half and i'll tell you for a large portion of that game it did not feel like any team was going to go 99 and a half yards the entirety of that game it did pick up a little bit late denver broncos were able to get a drive get a win the, bro- or the Niners were not able to answer. A lot of questions around that Niners offense. Yeah. A lot of the same cats as last year, somehow not the same production. Is it because McDaniel's gone and gone to Miami? Mm, Is possibly. that the brainiac behind the run game? Because they weren't able to do shit really all last night. Maybe the Denver Broncos defense is unbelievable. But the Broncos continue to play a very boring style of football. They're 2-1. and one. Yep. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. There was boo birds coming out of times from Nathaniel oh, yeah. Hackett and Russell Wilson right in the face of the new ownership that they resumed in. Those new owners are, like, so happy to be there. Yeah. Then the fucking second quarter comes around. They just paid this guy $260 million. Nathaniel Hackett, new head coach, fucking booing all around the suite. They're like, all right, we're going to go back what in. What the hell? We're going to go back in the suite and shut this thing down for sure. But then they end up getting a win, two and one. They got a lot to figure out. They're bringing Jerry Rosberg from the Baltimore Ravens, incredible special teams coach for a long time, has been there, done that. I think early, I think he wanted them to challenge on that particular play. I'm sure he's feeling the same way I have. I've never seen a ball hit that perfectly and not touch the line. It's glorious. The Broncos get a win. Their style is terrible. The Niners lose. Their style was terrible. What are both of these teams looking like for the rest of the year? I don't think either of us know, any of us know, but that was a boring fucking game last night, and big thanks to the punters for putting on a damn show. Thank you, punters. It is a great day to be a Colts fan. What? It is a great day to be a Packers fan. What? It is a great day to be a Miami Dolphins fan. What? It is a great day to be a lot of teams fans, uh, but there's one particular team that really went into another city and shut it down. Mm-hmm. And there's one particular celebration that got ruined by the performance of the home team. And this man was at that particular game. Oh, yeah. And although he was rooting for the away team while he was in the ceremony for a home team celebration, he had eyes and boots on the ground at Meadowlands. Ladies and gentlemen, a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, uh, COVID survivor, Ryder Cup champion, A.J. Hall. Hey. Oh, wow. shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You look so good, man. And I believe... Uh, uh, there was a little thing that just went up over all of our faces. There's a filter that keeps popping on whenever we turn some sort of uh, uh, graphics on or something like button. that. And this is just going to continue to happen, I think, forever probably. But it'll get all worked out. AJ, you look fantastic. Thank you for joining us, brother. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, you're right. I was in uh, in the stadium. I hope you can hear me all right. But I was uh, in the stadium and met life to, to watch that whole situation. And Awesome for Nick, first off. Nick had an awesome thing at halftime. They brought up all this stuff. 
Hey, baby. Hey, Mangold. Mangold. Nick Mangold went to the, the Ring of Honor for the Jets. And, uh, yeah, huge support from a lot of people. It was awesome. Really cool to actually be there and get to get to be there and see all that for him. Uh, this is Aaron James Hockey. He was roommates with Mangold in college at The Ohio State. Holy shit. Uh, they both were very high draft picks. They're both very wealthy, and they both are – Still Ohio fucks, I believe. That's right, of course. To the core. Uh, to the core, through and through. <laughs> so I'm happy you got a chance to celebrate with Nick. Uh, the Jets decided not to show up, though. They said, fuck Nick Mangled. Screw that. <laughs> Don't uh, care. I think the story of that game, right? Joe Burrow was protected. It felt like Joe Burrow had more time than he has ever had in the past. Do you think that was a flip of the switch? Do you think it was scheme? What do you think it was that made Joe Burrow not die yesterday and actually have great success against the New York Jets and Nick Mangled day? Yeah, whatever whatever they have been doing throughout practice, I guess, maybe they simplified things. I don't know. Their O-line did look good. And I was watching up from a suite that Nick got, obviously, Whoa. and seeing it from up there. You know how much everything things seem to look so easy up top. Like, oh, there's so much space everywhere. And Joe just seemed like he was dropping back, hitting that three or five step, step and he'd sit there and just boom, pick people apart. It was it was kind of fun to watch, to tell you the truth. He won 10 of uh, 12 to start the game and had zero sacks or pressures. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, that's and a great like, one. The yeah. It seemed like his heart rate was like at 25, too, from where I was watching. Well, it's probably a lot easier to play football whenever it's, ah, oh, fucking yeah. torn ACL. Oh, blown shoulder. CT. Oh, my God. Every <laughs> single play, which is what he had been dealing with. He had like 24 sacks in the last three games going back to like a week ago or yeah. whatever. So I'm happy they seem to have that figured out. Do the Jets just suck? I got a text from Michael Cole, uh, AJ, and you were around a bunch of Jet fans, so I assume it was pretty similar uh, remarks. Michael Cole texts me in the middle of that game and he goes, all capital letters, I assume super whiny voice, same fucking thing every year with these Jets. We have a win last week, everybody's happy, and then we play the worst fucking football of all time. Jets suck. Is that kind of the mentality of all Jets fans since you were in amongst them in the high society level where are they all just expecting the team to stink and will they ever get good again you think well I mean honestly I talked to multiple guys in the box because I was in the box where it had a bunch of Nick's buddies that were he have been Jets fans their whole life he lives near them and so they maybe were a little bit older than me and they've been watching like the one dude said he's never missed he hasn't missed a game in 20 years like he Jeez. doesn't they don't miss games and that's that what they do get a and I was like so either <laughs> Zach Wilson's the man, and he comes in and he saves the franchise. Where are you guys going to continue this process, it feels like? So they got some players, though. I mean, Garrett Wilson, came, he almost looked like he got broken in half, came back in the game yep. and caught some balls after that. Uh-huh. But it's just, yeah, I think they expect it. Like, yeah, this is – when is it going to go bad or what could we possibly do to, to get a Super Bowl? Like, they all are. They're super thirsty for it, but I don't know if they feel like it's coming anytime soon. Bengals' defense looked good, though, too. I saw Henderson eat a little bit. I saw yeah. some pressure. It looked like Wait, the – pick, Logan Wilson? You kidding me, Logan Wilson on that pick? Whew, looked beautiful. And then an amazing punch out by the O-lineman, though. Did you – um? Did you just get boozed up all day? What? Right? No, no, I was all right. It was a long day, though, man. Like, doing, I saw I got to see uh, Fitzmagic. I rode with him. They had a bus. That's how sweet it was. Nick had a bus from the stadium with a police escort all the way to his house in Whoa. New Jersey. That's so, awesome. That's how Jets get yeah. treated. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's how Jets get treated. And they stink yeah, right now. Terrible. They, and he's talking about people not missing games for 20 years over there. There are people that live and die with that Jets team, and they know yeah. that the Giants fucking suck too. Now, they're one of the only three teams that are still undefeated. They got a Monday Night Football matchup tonight that we're all going to look forward to watching against the Cowboys. But the whole thought that the Jets fans have remained Jets fans through it all is so impressive. And I thought maybe Joe Flacco and that young crew were going to be able to get the job done. With the Cincinnati Bengals team, it seemed to be limping almost uh-huh. in there. Hey, uh-huh. obvious wounds that the Bengals have. The Bengals 
Eagles were basically wearing knee braces into a fight. They, yeah. they our offensive line gives up. This is where you attack it at. And to that Bengals offensive line credit, maybe they found it. Maybe they figured it out, or maybe the Jets just fucking stink again. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the second one. The Jets fucking stink, and AJ yeah. says they're thirsty for a championship, and there's no chance they're going to get one anytime soon. I mean, it's this is hair and desert if you live in New York, whether it's the Giants or the Jets. But the reason, you know, they get all those police escorts is because the, the cops know. I'm not fucking missing anything. I can leave this game. I can drive Nick Mangold all over town because I don't want to watch the Jets. They are terrible. And I think Flacco is like top 10 in pass attempts this year. He's thrown it like 55 times in all three of their games. They have no hope. They'll never win. The Jets are the worst franchise in the NFL and probably the worst team in the NFL. And I'm saying this. It's overreaction Monday. It's overreaction Monday, but it's also kind of a regular reaction, I feel like. And I know receipts, motherfucker, receipts. So I might get caught at some point because I'm saying Imagine Gary V walks up to Connor. Punches him right in the fucking face. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Make that happen. That'd be great. I want that to happen. Receipts. He was so mad. How was he yesterday, I wonder, after it kind of came back down to earth? You he know was, what I mean? He was fine. He went to, I think, like 15 garage sales after the game ended. He got and a couple he stuffed house. animals. Yeah. Uh, some, like, really rare beanie babies that he found, oh, I think, top which is 10. huge. Yeah. I'd like to disagree or argue with Connor. You can't. The Jets fucking stink. Mm-hmm. They have, since Rex Ryan left, like... You know, you keep saying, like, hey, Zach Wilson, maybe he... The guy never fucking plays. He's hurt all the time. Like, he either needs to be out there so we can but see... But what if he's the guy, Ty? What he's not. He's, the guy? he's not. But if he is, though... He might be! Yeah, but if he's... If he's the guy, he we're talking about Josh Allen and we're talking about the Dolphins. Like, the yeah. Patriots, they're fucking dead. They might not win another game. C.J. Stroud might be the number one overall pick in New England. The Jets have no hope. They really don't. The Bills are so much better. The Dolphins are so much better. Not just the, of the AFC East teams. It feels like the AFC as a whole, those two are so much better. And we will dive into the rest of the AFC East and that barn burner they had yesterday in which all stats tell you that there's no reason the Dolphins win that game other than the fact that Dolphins might be different this year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh? Maybe the Dolphins are different. Also, I feel like Josh Allen and the Bills, there's nothing to worry about there. They're, they had the time of possession, 40 minutes and 40 seconds. <laughs> They had the ball. They ran 90 offensive plays. The Dolphins ran 39. 39 offensive plays to 90 offensive plays. Time of possession where it was at. First downs where it was at. Number of punts. You know, the Dolphins had five punts, one of them being right into the ass of the personal protector being a safety. The Bills only had one punt. I mean, it makes no sense. But a team that wins that game and has these games where they win, it makes no sense, are normally the teams that have – a good run. Yes. Because in football, you're going to have to get fucking lucky sometimes. Yeah. And some teams seem to have it. Some teams don't. I'm not saying the Bills are dead, but I think we should definitely look at what the fucking Dolphins got cooking right now. Well, and you mentioned earlier, game of inches. You know, that block punt, if it stays in the end zone and they and that's a touchdown instead of a safety, the Bills win. You know, so it's just like... I don't think there's anything to worry about with the Bills. Josh Allen's still unbelievable. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do to replace Micah Hyde, and hopefully Poyer comes back uh, you know, next week, and, and that's not like a long-term deal. But I think it is more so like it's a little early for like Team of Destiny feel, but you're right. Dolphins, you win games like this con- consistently and kind of just everything breaks your way. Like Good mojo. It's yeah. just good mojo moving forward, and the guy you have calling the shots – is the Mojo King. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the Niners offense, much different without McDaniel, right? So maybe McDaniel much better than we could have imagined, and we should give him more credit for in the past. Speaking of in the past, I hate to say this because it just happened last week. The man that's about to join us, playing days are in the past. Damn. 
But when he played, by the way, dog. 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 Absolute dog. Dog. 12-year NFL vet at corner. Okay. Actually told us in the past, if I can't go a corner anymore, I'm not fucking going to safety. I'm hanging him up. Yep. Now, is that why he retired? Was there other reasons why he retired? We are lucky enough to ask and chat with future Hall of Famer, former seventh pick in the NFL, retired to Brown last week, which I know Pittsburgh fans weren't exactly as wrote about. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Hayden. Yeah, yeah Joe. What's up, dude? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I'm great. Thank you for joining us. Congrats on retirement, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. So I think you told us the last time you were on that if you can't go a corner anymore, you're not moving to safety. You're fucking hanging it up. Is that why you retired or what went into this decision? I know it's very difficult to come to a retirement decision, especially because 12 years in the NFL, that doesn't count about ever since you were a little kid playing in the streets or in actual games. So this has been your entire life. Coming to a decision to retire from that is very difficult. What was it for you, Joe, you think, that really put you over the edge to come into your next chapter that we know you're going to be successful at? Yeah, it was it was kind of a little bit of both. You know, it was kind of getting kicked out of the door, not really getting kicked out, but being able to be in L.A., being able to kick it with my kids, being able to take them to school. And I was working out hard and the NFL blessed me to be able to be in the position I am to have a nice setup out here in California. You know, waking up every day to a beautiful weather. going out with kids, You know, so um, it kind of got to a place where I was getting offered around two million bucks to to play and uh it just didn't really make sense for me to to move. And uh, I just kind of was like, you know what? I, I'm at peace. You know, I, I feel good. Love my kids. My, I got a five-year-old, a three-year-old boy. Started bringing them to kindergarten. And it's just, you know, when got kind of to dad mode. Well, congrats on that. Yeah, Let's awesome. Go. go ahead, AJ. Yeah, Joe, do you, do you, have you have you given any thought to, hey, let's say November rolls around and a team, a contender calls you, they need somebody in the secondary. You, I, I would assume you're still staying in good shape. Yeah, I'm I'm staying in shape, but I honestly feel like um, I'm I'm cool. I wouldn't want to cheat the game. I wouldn't want to go out there and not look like like myself, look like Joe Hayden. And uh, the every single day, the grind, the watching what I eat, the watching what I do uh, for, like you said, since I was seven years old, making sure I've never had to not worry about football the next day. You know what I'm saying? And and that's I think that's what made me be able to play at such a high level because I never wanted to cheat the game, and I always wanted to be the best player out there playing so i feel like i've kind of like now kind of just you know i'm, I'm chilling a little bit so I, I don't feel like uh i'm i'm in that mindset in that grind to to want to come back hey that's a freeing feeling isn't it when you finally let yourself almost stop thinking about it all the time because i assume that was a little bit of a transition there's probably days still where you're a little bit confused or no you feel like you're all the way in to dad mode and past it uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all the way in, but, you know, watching the games, you know, you still feel it. You still like, you know, oh, man, you know, Mr. Dudes, Mr. Lockham. I'm just, I'm just missing hanging out with the guys like every day that, you know what I'm saying? You're going to see your boys every single day. You're going to have that time in the locker room where you're just chilling, playing cards, you know what I'm saying, vibing up. Uh, I think that's kind of the biggest part. But the football, I'm seeing these dudes like they're they're getting they can messed up, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's brutal. These dudes are not playing out there, and uh, I don't want to guard Jamar Chase by myself right now. Like, I just kind of that's not intriguing to me at this hey, point. Hey, how did the game change? You think over your 12 years? That's a long time, hell of a career. You should never forget about 
how legendary that is, especially at the corner position. And anytime you talk to us, I will remind you every single time about how fucking athletic you are and how, how disciplined you have to be to be able to do that at that position on an island a lot of times. How did the game change? Because we talk a lot about these seven-on-sevens out of high school and these one-on-ones destroying Donald Laguerre is going around and he sets up these one-on-ones and there's like thousands of kids showing up and they're getting after it every single day almost. Did you see that in the wide receivers as you were getting older, as the game started to open up a little bit more? Was there more dogs coming into the league a lot earlier, it felt like, on the offensive side that you had to cover? Oh, they were ready to go, for sure. As a, like, these dudes coming out of high school, there's so much more athletic, there's so much more crisp in their routes, in their releases. Uh, It's not just, they're not running normal comebacks. They're putting sauce to all of these things. Hezzy steps, you know what I'm saying? You don't know if they're running go. So a lot more a lot more drip to the routes have been coming around. And uh, and then on the defensive side, you can't put hands on these dudes. After you, when you can't touch them, and, you know, a little throw by, a little hand, they can do that. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It's an offensive game. It's really transparent. Defensive backs, don't touch these dudes. You better marry them, undercut something, you know what I'm saying, play, make a great play. But um, – not being able to touch them, the quarterback's throwing it on a dime, it's kind of more of a switch to an offensive side. So the defensive dudes have to be so much more just using your feet, being savvy. Don't be don't be mad if you get beat deep. You're not going to cover anybody for no catches, no yards. Oh, Joe, what's the most annoying route to cover? I, I would assume when I see these quarterbacks throwing these back shoulder balls when guys are running full speed and you're, you're in phase with a wide eye, is that one of the, the toughest things to cover? the toughest play to cover is the back shoulder fade because you don't want to get beat over top. You're running and trying to rush to get in phase. And when they're, while they're looking back then being able to get a little smack on your back, you know oh. what I'm saying? When the quarterback fall in the position, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. So, unless, yeah. huh. so you, you trying to play that, that, that back shoulder fade is by far the hardest when you have a great receiver and a good quarterback that puts it right in the back of your head. What do you think about the Steelers team? Obviously you retired to Brown. Pittsburgh people weren't happy. <laughs> Pittsburgh people weren't happy. They loved you over there. Obviously, they loved you in Pittsburgh. Loved you in Cleveland. That was your home. We get it. Uh, Pittsburgh people get it. Uh, But what do you think about that Steelers team that you left off in the back end? Obviously, T.J. Watt not playing is a big deal. But you think Tomlin will get the boys figured out over there? Man, Tomlin, I I believe in Tomlin. Uh, The same way when we had had Mason Rudolph there. We had Duck, Hodges. There's no losing seasons. We're going to figure out a way. You know what I'm saying? To get some wins. And he's just going to show you the tape is the tape. If you're not doing your job, he's going to get you out of there. So I think just his coaching style, his honesty, and his just uh, every week is a different week. So he's on to the next. He's trying to win the next game. He doesn't dwell on the past. And uh, he just wants to continue to keep it going. So I I believe in Coach T, and I think they got skills. But T.J. Watt missing, that's huge because he is amazing. (laughs) He is, right? I mean, he's stupid, like alien, outer-worldly type shit, right? Outer-worldly. Like, literally, he's unbelievable, and it's every single game. Like, when I was there, when I would watch, like, him and Antonio Brown, it would just be spectacular plays every single game, like, like, it, like it's nothing. Like, that's just what they do. So when I see him like that, it just, you know, he's going to make a play. If he looks at you like this, Joe, I'm about to make something happen. I'm like, oh, my God, he's about to, he's right. about to strip. About to strip. <laughs> 
Hey, he's telling the truth. Whenever he, he, like, it seems not- like this guy is telling the truth. He'll be back, I think, in like three weeks for the Steelers. Yeah. They're going to okay. have to make do. Ty, your question for future Hall of Famer Joe Hayden. Joe, you're incredible every single time you come on here. And obviously you just retired, so things are kind of fresh. But have you given any thought to what's next? Like with how many opportunities there are for players now, whether it's doing media or like starting your own podcast, have you given any thought to that kind of stuff? Or are you just trying to be present with being a dad and, and being with your kids right now? Uh, I'm definitely I'm doing a little bit of both. Um, definitely been doing, looking at the podcast, looking at the commentating uh, Thursday night Amazon. Oh. Been meeting with C- doing doing a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm really really excited about yeah. the next chapter. So that's why I'm kind of like at peace because I'm really into the commentating. I really like like doing that. And then just the having 24 hours in a day. I'm in the real estate. I just got my hands a little bit in the in the everything. So I'm excited to have time on my hands to really make these moves are you in the next episode of selling sunset dude Ooh. <laughs> are, is that what you're doing over there in la dude are you doing la real estate because everybody over there has like 40 billion dollars to spend yeah. somehow I, i'll zillow in la every once in a while and i'll pull it up oh okay 45 million dollars for that house all uh, right who the fuck is buying all these houses <laughs> is that where you're at Bro. are you in that game Oh, I'm in I'm in seeing my boy Nick J up the street, 20 M's. He's not playing around. Let's go, Joe. Let's go business. That's why I would retire too, I guess. Yeah. I'm in the LA real estate game. What'd you say about Amazon? What are you doing with them? Are they just talking to you right now? Just giving some good. Oh, we just talking about they didn't want to have like usually you don't do act they they weren't doing anything but active players. So they're doing the Thursday night football thing. So I was really I was talking to them this offseason, but it kind of got short because they thought I was still playing. Oh, Joe, I can't wait to see what you do on yeah. TV. Hey, congrats on the successful Let's television go, game. Awesome. You're good, Joe. You should feel very – and your resume is awesome. And I think if you got somebody that's relatable and good and they got a good resume – can't fucking stop him. Uh, Connor, your question for Joe Hayden? Yeah, Joe, we were talking about the Bills-Dolphins game, and the Dolphins defense had to run 90 plays in Miami. Is that the biggest nightmare of all time for a corner who just has to follow guys running around the field the entire game? Oh, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to a corner. You might literally I'm, – I'm surprised they didn't blow all everybody's hamstrings and get completely blown. 90's a lot, right? I mean, that's a lot of defensive plays. 90, that's like a college number, it sounds like. 90s a lot of play. You try to keep it around like 60, 60 for sure is like pretty high too. Like 50, 60 plays. And they lose. Yeah. Yikes. The Bills run 90 offensive plays and they lose. Joe, have you been watching the NFL season? Nothing makes sense right now. I don't know if you've been watching. There's new. T- it's a it's a modern marvel what's going on in the NFL. Do you have time now to watch as a fan to just be like, wow, none of this shit makes sense now that you're out of it? It's a, It's a whole new world right now. Oh, it's hilarious. And then now not being in the games, everybody's like, my, my friends who was over there watching Sunday Night Football, and they're like, Joe, so who do you think is going to win? And then I'm telling them who you think, but who you think? I did not think Jacksonville was going to blow out the Chargers yesterday. Who would have thought that? And they're like, Joe, well, you you played. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Any given Sunday. Like, nothing makes It's real. I can't wait to see where you end up at in the media world. Congrats on retirement. Thank you for your time, and uh, good luck with that real estate, dude. We're going to come buy a house maybe one day. Hell yeah. Thank you, brother. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Hayden. Yeah, Joe! Selling $20 million houses. Not bad. You say he's he's selling $20 million houses? This guy, Nikki J, right up the street. 20 M's. I'll take it. Bro, L.A., have you ever Zillowed over there? It's no. absurd. You, we went over there for the Super Bowl. 
get all vitamined up. Sure. Actually, was smoking Khalifa Kush, I believe. Oh yeah, I had the access to it, and I just Hell hop yeah. on Zillow. I'm like, you know what Joe said is right. This weather is awesome. Now I'm gonna figure out the 68 percent tax thing that sure. they got mm-hmm. going on. Traffic and may, traffic is terrible. Gonna have Bums. to gonna have to find a place. I'm not leaving though. Like you're, you you find a compound yeah, over there. I right. think is what you do in LA. So you start Zillowing some basic ass. Two million dollar four by four apartment right there. It's oh like, yeah, who is ma- who is selling who all? Lives this? There? Who buys it all? I don't I, know. I who buys? If you have the plug on who buys it though, I think you could just sell yeah. everything you got out there. Good luck to Joe Hayden Pump for it. AJ, let's talk about that Bills uh, Dolphins game because we mentioned the stats. We alluded to it. Ninety plays on offense for the Buffalo Bills to thirty nine on offense for the Miami Dolphins. Four hundred ninety seven total yards. Two hundred twelve. For the Dolphins, 31 first downs, 15 for the Dolphins. 40 minutes and 40 seconds to 19 minutes and 20 seconds in time of possession. Punts, every stat says the Buffalo should have blown the doors off of this team. Now, they have a fumble on like their own four or whatever. Josh Allen gives away the ball. That leads to a score for the Dolphins, but that's going to happen in NFL games. A blocked punt off the ass of a personal protector for a safety happens. They somehow still win. AJ, none of it makes sense to me in that game. And also, the concussion protocol makes no sense to me as well. Two appeared to be very out. I mean, we've seen some guys like that on NFL fields before. I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback position this banged up. But this particular play where he gets hit after he throws the ball, kind of fading away, looks like a standard hit. But instead of falling flat back in or being able to roll through it, he tries to hold his head up and hits at that awkward time. Whiplash, bang, head off the floor. Then as he's jogging off, he stumbles, not just once, numerous times. Mm -hmm. They have to hold him up. He leaves the game. That's with two minutes and 19 seconds left in the second quarter. The hit is, you know, kind of standard, I think. Wasn't really that big of a hit. Uh, completion of a pass, a little bit of a push, an awkward fall ends with him hitting his <clears throat> whiplash off the ground. And they talk about that happening with quarterbacks. They're even thinking about building a new helmet that has basically a pillow mm. in the back of it for quarterbacks to use because this has been something that has beat uh, quarterbacks up for a long time with hits. Mm. Him stumbling afterwards and stumbling. We see the video live in the Colts uh, stadium as we're watching. We're like, damn, sorry for Tua. Looked like they had everything going. Then reports are he comes back into the game. Florio talked about it last night on uh, Football Night in America. He said that they saw that it was a back injury, which led to his little um, off balance, whatever the actual word is for that. Um, his equilibrium. Equilibrium, yeah. Something happened to his back for his equilibrium to be off. It wasn't just his head, but this was alarming. You're supposed to have an independent uh, doctor that does a test and administers a test. Maybe it was just a like a nerve in his back was the one that was kicking his legs out. But all signs pointed to him being knocked out. He comes back. They win the game. An investigation's happening, and we just hope Tua's okay. You know, AJ, that's all we hope, pal. Yeah, so I was I was at the Jets game up in the box. I'm watching the Jets, and then there's multiple screens with different games on. And I saw I saw that. I'm like, oh man, that sucks for Tua. Like he's obviously out the rest of this game. Who knows how much how how many games he misses with this obvious head injury? But then I guess then when he comes, then all of a sudden the next thing I see he's in the fourth quarter throwing touchdowns on the screen. I'm like how is this the same? Is this current day? How did he come back? But then with how like with how crazy they are about concussions and so worried about lawsuits, they had to. Like they have, there has to be something to it. Like the Dolphins, they don't want to be sued. They don't want to put this kid in danger. Like they still know he's a human. So like I can't say it's garbage and the protocol doesn't work. Is whatever they said happened. Like 
I don't know. Maybe it's right. I've never seen. So I guess the only option for me would be some kind of nerve is shutting his legs down where you try to run like, oh, dang, I got like drop foot. My leg goes numb or something. Yeah, like he thought he was going to be able to jog it off and then something just shoots down his leg. Like, and oh, makes my, it... left, my right leg's asleep. I, I didn't realize. And I try to run like that's, I guess, what the only other option could be, right? Yeah, when you take a long poop. When yeah. you take a long poop yep. and something asleep. like your foot falls asleep or something like that and you have no use of that leg, maybe just some nerve got pinched in the fall. But if you watch the fall, it is a clear head bonk yeah. off the ground. The so worst it, one. I say that's the worst one. If you're, the back of your head hits field turf, is, I think it's the worst kind of head trauma you can get. It was, it was grass, which is good news, but I think we were all very alarmed by it. And when the news was brought to me mm. and to our entire suite – that he was back in the game, we were all like, "What? what how? How's that happen?" But to AJ's is that a penalty? Point, is that really a penalty? I mean, forceful push can't do it. I mean, you can't do that. What Balls are you doing? Out. Balls You're out. Within one one step, though, like he was one step after. Can't he threw. be rude to quarterbacks. I mean, we, on, we're AJ. hoped we hope too is okay. But to AJ's point, there's a lot of doctors and a lot of fucking check marks that have yeah. have to happen for him to get back in the game. So if they just blew by all of that to get a win against the Buffalo Bills in Week Three. Not good. Fascinating. I mean, yeah. fascinating. Decision. No way. There's no it wasn't way. a back injury. Like you see him shake his head. You see his hands <laughs> yeah. go up to his head once he goes down. Like it just wasn't a back injury. And I know that they have like cracked down on concussions, but I feel like now more than ever, guys will get a concussion and play the next week. Like I don't know if that I is don't know. the case. Yeah, There's a whole process a, now, though. It's already happened this year, though. Well, yeah. a guy will leave T. a game. Higgins. Just yeah, happened. T. Higgins against the Jets. Depends what you call a concussion. None of us know what a concussion is. Uh, well, well, we're not I even mean. getting into that. <laughs> yeah. Not even getting into that. But, but it's true, though. Like, I've been saying it forever because it affects everybody differently. So a concussion to some people is not to others, I think. Yeah, because some people's side effects from concussions are different than others, is what you're saying? Yeah, and, and it's like, what? how do we know Like, if you have the same brain trauma that I do in the same hit and it affects us differently? Like, is, do you? I may not have a concussion. You may, or the other way around. I don't. I just don't know what what level do you have to hit where was it's like, okay, guard? concussion, you have to sit out. <laughs> I think he was wearing a mouth guard. He's got good teeth. But mm. the um, if they cooked the pro- the process, the protocols, yeah, yeah. for a week three game with their <laughs> franchise quarterback, it's going to get loud. It is going to get loud with how that program's being run down there. Now, they come back and win. I think a lot of people are going to talk about Tua's toughness, regardless if you view that as being tough, if he did have a concussion coming back, or if it's stupid. Because if you get two concussions within, like, 20, 30 minutes of each other, I, I think every study says that's not yeah, terrifying. That is very, very bad. So let's hope that they had his best interests in, in mind, and we're all – uh, just not used to seeing what potentially did happen to him, even though it looked like clearly his head bonked and got knocked out completely on TV. Well, there'll, be, there'll be numerous doctors that say they heard this doctor say, like, somebody will. They had to talk about it, too. Be like, hey, this is going to, you know how this looks. This dude was stumbled around the field. Like, if we send it, like, we got to be 100% sure that this is a bad, this isn't his head. Yeah, because if he gets another one, like you just said, it's on bad, the first bad. drive in the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. Um, with that being said, God beat the Bills. God beat the Bills. <laughs> God beat the Bills. In the driver's seat now. Hey, too, I know what you're saying, but, like, Doc, right? He has a concussion, but he doesn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet. I mean, what if McDaniel has a bunch of weird questions, too? 
What's that? Like asking Tua for his own concussion protocol. McDaniel's another guy. I don't think he's forcing a guy on the field if he has it. Right? Doesn't it feel like everything McDaniel's about is not doing that? They paid Teddy B to be the backup just in case this happened. But the entire narrative is that they debunked the entire (laughs) protocol thing and put him back out there. And it did appear to be that. But if they did that, this is going to be a fucking huge story. McDaniel's it's a bold move. Yes, yeah. it did. Brand new head coach, week three. Your franchise quarterback that you've been talking about being the guy. Two and zero. Oh. Okay, he's not. We're not. He doesn't have a concussion. Doesn't have a concussion. Right? He needs to finish the game. Yeah. yeah. The coach oh, is man. out of that though. The coach. The, normally, the coach has no say in whether he comes back or not. The coach has to go to the trainers. Hey, is he good? Can he go? And then they say no, and then he punch the trainers and say he get him in the game. Imagine McDaniel's first thought when they come up to him and tell him he's good to go. He goes, "I saw him." <laughs> <laughs> shaking the cobwebs sure. out. I saw. Are we? I would like. Talk, sure. I would like to talk to us. Is that okay? Can you guys please? You seem to be. You okay? You fell on the field. You know, like when a drunk human has had way too many. Sure. Wide. Like Tom Brady coming off that victory boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. That parade, that boat parade, being carried. So I don't know if you remember this. You should because you allegedly don't have. A, you look like Tom, blacked out on tequila. What? Are you sure you're okay? And then Tua goes, yeah, I was just a nerve in my back. Couldn't feel my legs. And he goes, Coach McDaniel, you ever take a long shit? You can't feel your feet. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, let's Jeff, go win a game. Got it. <laughs> let's go win a game. Brand new head coach who thrives on, like, friendships mm-hmm. with his team. Yeah. I don't think that this would be something he would do, but it's an easy narrative to run with. Well, sure. and it was after the game when the tweet came out that said the NFLPA was, you know, going to launch like a, an investigation in this. It's almost as if they were operating under the assumption, like, nope, he got a concussion. They game this. This is bullshit. Everybody we're figure this out, yeah. right? But again, I, I, to your point, I don't think McDaniel is. Like no. if Tua is really banged up and concussed, like no that is way. the franchise guy. There's the no way you can't mess him. with. You can't mess with the head. Like anyone can mess with. Oh, his arm hurts. Hey, tape it up. Put him in there. Like your head, you can't do. Like that's the one thing you can't do. Like, oh, he's fine. Throw him on in there. Maybe thirty years ago, twenty, ten years ago. Now I don't think you can do that. That's what they used to do with you, right? That's why you have zero. Mm-hmm. I would never. I never had anything to report. What are you talking don't about? Well, that, that's the thing. You never documented your concussion. So I, I never have COVID if you don't test for it. I didn't it. have yeah. it. True. I what never had that? a concussion you don't test I'm for I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky that genetically, whatever, my skull or whatever, I, I'm just lucky. So thank you. Very The most Ohio head of all time is what yeah, you're saying. Thickest skull of all time. <laughs> what do you guys got today? You and Mangold having a little barbecue? Right. You know what? There's a whole section of the stadium that one Nick's. There was like the Mangold Mania barbecue sauce section. Oh, no. They gave him all barbecue. That's awesome. Oh, Seventy four no. barbecue. Oh, Looking for. He it. chugged a beer. He drank a beer out there too. He gave a speech, what? like a little two minute speech to the whole stadium. It was good. Oh yeah, Nick was great. He's Nick's hilarious. Wears like Under Armour shoes, Under Armour running shoes, jeans, his his Ring of Honor green jacket, oh, yeah. backwards hat and shades, yeah. and then drank a beer out there. I love it. Beef. That's fashion. By the way, wow, people need to respect that. that. He looks awesome. Was yeah. Rex Ryan there? Oh, look, Bud Light plug in the middle of that thing. Right. I like that. Oh, yeah. I love that. I, I didn't it. see Rex. What's that all about? He probably be at ESPN, right? Oh, yeah. I got his uh, countdown show. But Rex. that's very close. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. Made trip. Did Nick Mangle not invite him? He hates Rex. Nick loves Rex. You kidding me? I remember when he played for Rex. We played against him, and Nick. I was like, "How's Rex?" He goes, "Oh, we want to win so bad just to keep this guy here." (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You know what I don't like about those speeches that happen? The audio normally in stadiums is the worst. So bad. 
I told him that going in. I was like, are you worried that you're speaking to the whole team? He goes, yeah, the other guys that have done it told me, like, that's what you got, the echo and coming back. But he was, he just, he just powered through it. You have to speak in. I am so honored to be here today playing for the New York Jets has been a dream come true. If there was one thing I could do different, I would have tried to win a Super Bowl for you great fans. It is an honor to be going into the ring of honor. Raise a Bud Light, wide. Cheers to all of you. You, you, you. Is that what he did? It's just like, because that's how you have to speak at stadiums, by the way. It is very like political rally speaking. Yeah. That's, what you, that's what you have to do. Just as somebody that has been in a lot of stadiums while people speak, in my immediate, you know, fascination with public speaking, I always try to see how people do it. In those stadiums, you got no hope if you just speak normal. You have to fucking take a beat, project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you seen singers do that? Who was a couple of singers of the national anthem had big issues if their inner ears aren't working or something? They got to take one out because they're hearing a suit to echo right back to you. Yeah, the the stadium talking is different. There's a couple guys at the Colts that were able to do it great yesterday. Uh, Clayton Anderson gave a toast to the entire city. No way. Jeff Gorman was running games uh, on the field with a headset on. He sounds like a goddamn carny whenever he gets going. He doesn't miss a single beat, and it's all very legible because he speaks very quick. And he goes, are you ready? (laughs) And then the whole place goes, it is quite a show. We had a South Carolina State band perform at halftime at the Colts game yesterday against the Bills, AJ. I mean, it was a whole scene out there. What's that? It was lit. It was. They actually played the uh, playing Bootylicious. Oh, yeah. Wow. But, uh, it was awesome. It was crazy. There was a full. I mean, there was a full. I mean, it that was, box looks awesome. On the it, field there, that looks yeah. like an awesome place to watch. It's very, very cool. It's very expensive. Obviously paid a lot of money for it. Sure. But it is. Yeah. A, they're right there with the players. Yeah, of course. And in, the other I, fans. I was in the game. Yeah. And. Uh, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> it's going to be a whole thing. Well, they basically share a box with random people? Yeah. Well, precisely. Random is yeah. a They're nice word. people. They were good people. They were sitting certainly, like, basically in a, I mean, a couple beers spilled into our yeah, suite from right. their suite. They were good people. Yeah. Right? Straddling the line. Strad- you know, yeah. You know how there's, out. like, an armrest at, like, an airplane or whatever? Yep. These people just sat on the wood in the middle there, like, oh, this is ours. Oh, they the got divider? The- yeah, they sat yeah. on a divider with one leg in, both. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And then the beers oh, they came took in. Ownership. They're taking ownership of that whole space. Absolutely. Yeah. And I understand they paid a lot as well. So I got another. They were they were very nice, very active. Basically took a chip off my plate at one time. Yeah. They came into They came into our suite one time because they needed to talk to. I mean, it was a full. It's great. They're very nice, though. They're very, very nice. We had a blast, and obviously Colts win is awesome. And this is, hey, we went out and did something. You know, that was yeah. a big to-do yesterday. Big to-do. I mean, you're awesome. talking. Well, and the tech worked. You know, like, I, I didn't think there was a chance in hell you'd be able to watch any other games in that suite. It was pretty. So, basically, the idea was going to turn that suite into the office on Sunday, you know, because I try to watch all of the games. To do so, had to ask for some things, had to do some things. It is the Colts have been fantastic in this entire thing. We found out what food is shit and what food is right. good. That's good. We stick with the tenders, get rid of the wings. Tenders oh, are very, so very good. They are. Very good. The tenders are very good. Oh, yeah. Cookies, great. Brownies, great. Oh, yeah. You know, not bad. Pizza has been cooked the last couple of times, so that's okay. good. So we kind of figured it out. Did you hit one of those club sandwiches? 
Nobody touched the club sandwich. <laughs> no. Probably going to stay away from that. Nachos were good, too. Nachos were very good. Yeah, good. Nachos were solid. Are Anyways, we're learning a lot as we go. Our neighbors are going to be there all season. So okay. I'm mm. excited to kind of enjoy the. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I am. They're very nice. They're very nice You're people. So mad. Well, aren't the Colts changing <laughs> yeah, the dude. design? What's that, dude? I know you. I know you. And I'm good. I'm sure they're great people. They are. They're very nice people. <laughs> you say it uh, very interesting. Like that, you love to say something's very interesting. It was an interesting setup for sure. I mean, the way the way it all went, but it's fucking it's awesome. It's going to be great. We you know win undefeated in that suite, so I fucking love it. What's we that? could put up a bunch of green screens, so like it's like for something we're trying to film, but just put mm-hmm. it down the partition. No, no, because then they won't be able to see. I mean, believe I mean, me. Look I'm at this. You see this water? Did you know he has water? Stone cold. Cr- Stone. All right, this is a great. So we were at the game yesterday, and... Um, there was numerous times during that Colts-Chiefs game, Chiefs-Colts game, Chiefs came to the Colts. Welcome to Lucas Oil. Welcome to Indy. Drive back home with an L. Hell yeah. Kansas City Chiefs fans that definitely filled up Lucas Oil Stadium. I mean, it was... Packed it out. It was very loud was at certain times. It was great travel. Great travel from the Chiefs fans. Shout out to the kingdom. Hope you had a great time in Indy aside from losing to the Indianapolis Colts. In a game in which Patrick Mahomes and Biennemi were getting into it publicly. Don't always see that with Patrick Mahomes, by the way. See it with some other quarterbacks. I assume it happens with every quarterback. We only see sometimes when it takes place. Haven't seen it with Patrick Mahomes. Normally everything kumbaya. Andy Reid sitting next to him on the bench. We'll figure it out. Now there was some sort of disagreement between Mahomes and Biennemi, and that's because Gus Bradley's defense showed Showed up yeah. one week away or one week removed from losing 24 zip to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts defense without Shaq Leonard, who was on the sideline, he looks good. Okay, he, on the sideline, he looks very good. Moving around, very active. They cut to him a lot to get crowd yeah. going, jumping, moving, celebrating. Okay. He met the boys down in the end zone. Okay. So I think they're being precautious with everything. Huge. He looks good though. Just as eyes on what's taking place, he looks like he's going to be back. Gus Bradley and that defense show up, but there was numerous times in that game where we thought Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey were going to take it over. AJ, numerous times oh, yeah. it was like can't make that type of mistake against the Chiefs. Now we get a muff punt from Big Hawk who throws one up. Up into that big sky with the window open and the roof open and sky more fucking can't read it and then bang right off him we pick it up at the 10 score touchdown with a six foot seven jelani woods who would go on to score the game winner later he's an absolute dog but that chiefs team there was numerous times that we were watching and patrick looks much more athletic in person than he does on I think on TV. Not that he doesn't look athletic on TV, but I think everybody talks about his off-balance throws. Him running, sliding, look very nat, like very natural runner up close. It's like, oh, this guy, he looked like he had a burst too. Like mm-hmm. he was able to move around others. Stephon Gilmore, dog, he still fucking got it. Yeah. If Travis Kelsey, watching him break down every single play, like what he's looking at, who he's looking at, was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a cool game, but the story of the game is... Stone Cold Chris Jones, the guy who has water, water that you were drinking right there, just can't fucking be saying rude things to Matt Ryan. Nope. On third down in the fourth quarter. Despicable. Okay. Fourth quarter, five minutes left. Tight game. What do you say? Abusive language was used. And I'll tell you what, thank God it was called. Because could you imagine if this <laughs> NFL continues to have abusive language in it? Can't that ref was standing right in between them. And he saw Stone Cold Chris Jones look right at Matt Ryan's incredibly professional and handsome face and say abusive things to him. And we can't have that in the NFL, especially 
you know, on third down when you're getting off the field yeah. in a lead, in a game that's been a dogfight, you're getting the ball back right now, can drain, can literally go to four-minute offense, which is what everybody thinks is potentially going to take place, and instead, go ahead and pop that flag up because we got 15 and a first down, and Matt Ryan and the boys take advantage of it. You can't say abusive things to Matt fucking Ryan, okay? Any other quarterback, fine, Chris Jones. Uh, sure. Say what you got to say, but not to Matt Ryan, pal. Yeah. This is the softest thing I've ever seen in my entire Matt life. Matt didn't seem upset by it. He well, didn't even react. Dog. He was already on the sideline. Yeah, what did he drive was Drive punt, was over. Punt team was on the field. Mm-hmm. Punt team on the field. Punt team already on the field. We're watching punt team all the way on the field. Less than five minutes left in the game. Fourth quarter with a lead. Punt team on the field, sending the ball back to What's Patrick considered Mahomes. abusive, though? Is there in the rule book, does it say what is abusive? Like, you need to list exactly what is abusive then if you're going to throw this flag. As oh. somebody that is going to try to maintain some sense of credibility, mm-hmm. can't have this type of bullshit determining games. Okay? It doesn't matter. Can't yeah. have somebody talking flag. shit becoming a 50. It wasn't taunting. If it was taunting, I would get it if he, like, stood over top of him. That's what, I understand that rule, but this one, no, you're standing and talking, and you even said abusive language. I don't get it. What is it? So... But that can't third down, fourth yeah. quarter, five minutes. That can't be the reason why a team loses. And what's the beat? Like, uh, I don't get it. I don't. Colts get a win. I'm fucking pumped for it. They sure. had to take advantage of it. They did. They end up driving down, scoring a tud with 20 some seconds mm-hmm. left, and then the Chiefs have no time to really make a comeback. And the Colts make uh, defense make a great play. Jelani Woods is a dog. Should have been throwing that ball to him the entire fucking game. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't been doing that more. Let's start doing that more. Excited for that. The Colts are able to take advantage, but we can't have that being the reason why a game ends up with the Colts winning as opposed to the Chiefs. Even though I'm a diehard Colts fan, I've invested a lot of money into the Colts team and into their stadium. I have paid a lot of money to be there every single week because I want them to win. I think they'll be able to win. We can't have shit talk being the reason what game goes one way or the other. This is still football. This is still the NFL, and he's still got competitive people. Punt team on the field, Matt Ryan off the field. Can't have it. Now, with that being said, Act like you've been there before, Chris Jones. Wow. Okay. Act like you've been there before. Didn't it happen right before the game? Uh, Frank Reich heard someone say fuck, and he went over to the refs and say, hey, look, I don't want to you know, have to be the one to tell you, but if you hear the adult version of fudge and they're directing it right. to my players, that can't happen. And you need to throw a flag. I don't care when it is, why it happens, who's saying it. If I hear the adult version of poop, I need that guy out of the game. I mean, not in this stadium. No, not in Indiana. Not in Frank freaking Reich Stadium. Bro, how about this? Uh, and we're going to have to talk about what Aaron potentially saw in relayed to team. I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are as you find your – we got a good shot at his cross here. Yeah, what are you doing? Hey, stop Unreal. it, creep. Yeah. I almost lost it. Almost lost my iPad. I still was a great save. Weirdo. Hey, good hands. Hey, good hands, baby. Yeah. Good hands, yeah. buddy. You look like George Pickens over there catching that thing. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. snagging that iPad. What? Got a good shot of the body. You're at a bar right there? You're at a diner? Is that in Nick Mangold's house? This is a hotel room. What? Wow. Uh, Sweet. So, so if that's in New York or New Jersey, that means the bed is right behind you. The door is what? Right here. The bathroom yeah, is right here. Yep. Might be sick. I can do everything from this seat. I can take a leak. I can take a shower and sleep all at the same time. And if they're selling that as an apartment in New York, that's, I don't know, six, seven million dollars. At right. least. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. worth it. Get educated. Be the smartest people on earth. It's the big apple. To go live in a shoebox in a city. Uh-huh. Who love says it. no? Never sleeps. Brilliant. I absolutely love it. The energy's great. The connections are awesome. The sure. happy hours. Oh. Oh, my God. Top tier. Oh, the culture. Everything is awesome. But also, you're living in a closet. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it's necessarily the greatest decision, but I respect you for doing it and aiming to do that for your entire life. Yeah, and as long as you're okay with having, you know, rats the size of dogs being your roommates, then what's not to love? You know, Central Park's right there. It is. It's right there. Mm -hmm. You got a good view of it. (laughs) Yeah. We love New York City. I don't know how people live here. Yeah, Yeah, that place stinks. Uh, What did Aaron say, you think, after seeing it on the Jumbotron? We'll ask him tomorrow. Who knows if it'll... Uh, get out today at any point what he's seen. And if not, we will certainly ask tomorrow. But his post-game interview where he said, yeah, sometime Jumbotron operator's a big dumb fucking dipshit, isn't it? Showcase something that he probably shouldn't have shown. I, man who hosted Jeopardy, who has a fucking book club, who has a very large brain, Mm -hmm. an incredible outfit for this game. I looked cooler than anybody. Didn't he look like he walked out of a spa at the Four Seasons? That's literally what he, what are you wearing today? The Four Seasons Ball. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I'm going to put a fucking Zen necklace on, just let everybody know what I'm feeling inside. <laughs> Coolest glasses of all time. Yeah. Hair slicked back like he's A.J. Hawk. What? And a then, Zen, and then Zen necklace. A Zen necklace with wired earbuds, because I don't want to lose any connection with any of the fucking podcasts I'm nope. listening to. I know we got the <laughs> Bucks right now, but I got to learn about some other shit as well. Of Coolest fucking guy of all time, looking Dang. going in there. A lot of people call him a lot of other names other than Coolest Guy of All Time. What do you think he's seen on the Jumbotron that made him relay a message in because he talked about how the delay a game on two-point conversion had happened on the play before as well. It should have happened multiple times. And everybody on the internet thought that he was referring to the delay of game and everybody was calling him a hypocrite because he is known to run the play clock down pretty low before getting a snap because he wants to read everything just like Tom Brady does the exact same. I don't think he was talking about that, though. I think we have the video. Uh, This is Aaron after the game chit-chatting with Tom Rinaldi Mm -hmm. about the two-point conversion failed attempt from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that inevitably won the Packers the game in the Goat Bowl down in Tampa Bay. What was going through you during the two-point conversion, especially after you saw the fact that they took the five-yard penalty? Well, they showed it on the previous play, too. It was a delay on both plays. But uh, sometimes you see things in the game. Sometimes the Jumbotron shows things they probably shouldn't show, even at home. Uh, I saw something and just passed on the information. Oh, he's seen something, AJ. Uh, what was it, pal? In that Jumbotron. I don't know. Hey, congrats uh, to that Jumbotron uh, operator on an incredible career. Yeah. Well, incredible life. Because yeah. I believe Tom took his head from his shoulders. So I right. can't break Tossed it into the bay. Anymore. All right. Oh, yeah. no. All right. We don't know. Did you see that Vikings guy tattoos with Aaron's head on a spear? Yeah. Fucking weirdo. Let's not Little glorify much. that. Okay. Don't let's not Well, not as weird much. as the mascot making memes of Foxy Carey. Well, that's Victor the Viking. Baby. I'm actually a big fan of Victor the Viking. And Air Blue beat the fuck out of Foxy yesterday. No, yeah. But what was Aaron Rodgers talking about there, you think, AJ? I honestly don't know. Like, what's your theory? What do you think? I don't know. We were trying to talk about it earlier, and I did send a question to a source. Says. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow, but like, did, did the Jumbotron operator have direct a camera to zoom in over Byron Leftwich's shoulder on the Microsoft Surface and the play call was right there? Yeah. Like, what was it, I wonder, AJ? I don't know. It's, uh, the only thing I think of when you talk about Jumbotron operators is like, if you are at home and a dude made a catch, and oh, they called a touchdown, but he only has one foot in, and the other one's tapping. Like you wait as long as you can before you show that buddy on on the jumbotron. You like you got to you got to delay as long as you can. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. They don't get to it. Yeah, the jumbotron operator can be a weapon. Honestly, yeah. If the jumbotron operator for your home team replay that is very significant, yeah, throw it real fast. If it, if it's good for you, throw it faster. Your coach can get that that uh, flag out. Of get that thing up there as fast as possible. So not only the coaches, the fans, everybody's like, boom, let's challenge this thing. Let's go away team. Hey, let's. You know, 
Maybe not be. Hey, what is the allotted time? There is a, a lot of time that they have to abide by. But there is a way that the Jumbotron operator can work the game a little bit. Mm -hmm. it used to be the clock operator, but now I think it's so dialed in. There's still calls for it happening in places. People are like, oh, home, home cooking on the clock. I think it's a little bit more regulated now than it has been because it became yeah. a big conversation but the jumbotron operator is a big fucking deal i'll be excited to hear what it was tomorrow the colts got to work on that that why? is something the colts the stadium got to work on why like what they do like if it's already being challenged sure. you can show the replay sure oh they refuse to yeah like there was a couple times where they're like we don't want to show because maybe it's not good for the colts but it's already being challenged so everybody would like to know what the fuck it is Ooh. i don't need to hear about the uh, Santa's chocolates fucking giveaway from, you know what I mean? Like sure. run the, run the replay, you know, but they got a lot of things on their plate. They got a bunch of ads they got to put up there. Yeah. They got to manage the entire mm -hmm. game, but some jumbotrons and some stadiums are awesome. And you can tell it's a, it's all in sync. You know, everything's in sync. It's a big deal. It takes a team effort out there. Well, and I, I might be misremembering this, but for the people who thought that it was a delay a game, do they even have that bottom clock on the Jumbotron? I thought it was just the plays, and they have, like, the other clocks everywhere else. Yeah, AJ, everybody on the internet was telling me he was talking about delay a game was on Jumbotron. That's what he saw. It's, like, never, it's never on the Jumbotron. Yeah, everybody never. in the fucking stadium can see the <laughs> – Yeah. The you first thing right? quarterbacks do when they walk into a stadium, too, you, if you've never been, you locate where the, the play clock's going to be. Yeah, I had to do that. Yeah, everyone should. Everyone really should, I guess. Yeah, there's some places that have real low, and this is for yep. holders, have real low ones, and I can't fucking see it through, like, mm -hmm. uh, offensive linemen. So I actually have to look up at the side to find where the uh, where the where all the information is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's very difficult to find. Like, it's a real thing that happens. Is there rules on that, too? Because that could be a, that could be kind should of a be. weapon. There should be. Should be. There should be standardized spots that kind of have to be. Yeah, say, be. If you're having to find it on, like, a fucking ribbon scoreboard, like, over yeah. here. like Legit. Or looking straight back, but you never want to look straight back because, who knows, maybe long snapper loses mind, snaps ball. So it's like, that is a real thing that happens in every single stadium. So I don't think that's what Aaron was talking about. Everybody on the internet said that was the case. Hopefully we find out tomorrow. I'm excited about it. And moment of silence for that Jumbotron's uh, operator's career. Career as a Super Bowl champion Jumbotron operator, we said. Had a hell of a run. When that, those cannons would fire off that fucking boat. And the jumb, Jumbotron operator would, would fucking hit the, hit the smoke and the, the flames. And you know whenever they do. With a rock and friend glare play on the Jumbotron, it would be like fucking fake rockets. Mm -hmm. I did it all right. I'd play fucking bangers up until kickoff, and then whenever the defense was on the field, I'd be loud. And then one time on a two-point conversion, I did something. I fucking, I ended the goat bowl. I showed everyone in the stadium what the play was. They locked up my key fob. <laughs> Can't get in the stadium. <laughs> Hell of a run, bud. Hell of a run. Speed bump in Tom's community. Yeah, that's right. Tom's only known him a couple years or her. That's yeah. kind of sexist. We assume it's a dude that fucked up, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so sorry. That's sexist on our part, too. So Whoops. We do apologize for that. Oh, oh. All the way back. A man is joining us from a hotel in New Jersey or New York who was right on time there. A college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers who do appear to be all the way back, A.J. Hall. Hey, 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 hey. 
Adam, baby, AJ, the Toxic Tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. All the boys in the back, Evan Foxy, Viva Lazito, oh, yeah. and old Franklin Nicholas Moroto on the ones and twos. We appreciate that. Last day with all the uh, people that built the studio. Oh. Yeah, they'll be back, Sad I believe, to, to, to put some more stuff in. They're very good people. Excited to be in here with just us. Excited to move forward. I guess we used the Piero in the first hour, and it just looks like we're a... Uh, uh, a cartoon in 4K, I guess, with oh, uh, all the things over it. Got it figured out. We'll be able to move forward. Life is good here, especially with three NFL Sunday slates already in the can. Yesterday was a wild day for the NFL. Teams came out of nowhere. Wins were had. Losses were had by teams we did not expect. And maybe, just maybe, the Jacksonville Jaguars are an actual wagon this particular season. Yep. It was a glorious day. This man was on hand as Nick Maygold won into the Ring of Honor for the New York Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals beat the fuck out of them. God. Are the Jets the Jets or the Bengals all the way back? Joe Burrow seemed to be protected. Massive storyline as is everything else to talk about. AJ, I would like to chat with you about the things that are going on around the NFL with the Detroit Lions. Oh, no. Now the Vikings find a way to get back into the win column. The Vikings should not have been able to find a way back into the win column because yeah. the way the Lions were playing, the lead that they had, a decision was made late in the game for Seibert to attempt a 54-yard field goal with a minute 15 left. They were up four or something like that. And uh, MCDC says, let's go ahead and try this 54-yard field goal with Seibert instead of maybe letting it run down, punting it down, no timeouts with the Vikings. They kick it. He misses. Ball's on the 44. Vikings go win the game. Yeah. I like where the Vikings are. I like that the Vikings have been able to get back and kind of get a win. But this Lions team has the second highest points per game right now in the NFL. And it seems like they've really turned it around. Got to get that dust off them, though, to get a fucking win there, God, don't they? No. Like, they're going to fucking be kicking themselves later for not winning that game yesterday, I think. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> think of Dan Campbell. I know he already came out, what, and talked to the media after the game, or was that this morning when he was he's pissed they didn't go for it? Yeah. Freaking man. Yeah. My and what were you guys, six for eight or something on fourth down? Four for six on fourth down in that Damn. game alone. Four for six on fourth. I think you punt it, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I understand it. Yeah, but I like it. I like that he's he legit is telling us how he feels. Like, yep. I feel like, hey, you're not giving us coach speak. You're letting us know, like, yep, I think I messed up there. I don't. I'm going to learn from that and move on. Like I think it's cool to hear coaches do that. This is just like Hackett. Hackett said, I had faith that my guy would hit a 64-yarder at the time. Yep. Right? That's why they did what they did. The line was 56. We got to 56. We get a kick to win the game. Yep. We don't kick there, and we get, don't go for it. Or we go for it on fourth. We don't get a first down. I'm an idiot for not even attempting to kick it with McManus, who has a big leg. Already been a Super Bowl champion. Very good. I think MCDC, same thing. Whenever you're like a player's coach, there's a lot of like empowerment, like – 54-yarder, yeah, this fucking guy's going to go make this kick. This is, you make this kick, we kick off, we're up seven, good luck. We're all good. Our defense will be able to get a stand. Instead, that ball sprays right, yep. they miss, and they give Kirk and the boys good field position and lose another heartbreaker, Evan Fox. AJ, what happens to defenses when they're playing good the entire game? They're playing lights out, and then, boom, two minutes comes, and they can't <laughs> defend anyone. Two passes down the field, touchdown, game's over. I knew when he missed that field goal, game was over. Well, that happened last night, too, with the Niners and the Broncos. Broncos mm -hmm. seemed to, like, flip the switch yeah. there at the end. Not a lot of people were awake for it. I certainly yeah. passed and out for a lot, large portion of it, but at the end, woke up because it was getting loud. The reason why it was getting loud is because it seems like they flipped a switch yeah. and were able to go. Vikings were able to do the same exact thing. What is it about that? Is that just the up-tempo, or is it pressure? What do you think it is? Yeah, it's, it's all of it. I mean, 
you talk about like prevent defense. There's no like true prevent defense, but when a team goes two minute on you and it seems like there's cushion, I, I, the only thing I've I've been a part of it. I've been there. When a team goes two minute and you've been shutting them down all day, and then all of a sudden they're just systematically moving the ball down the field, finding like the, the soft spots. It's usually in that moment you're. Uh, what's the worst case scenario? Hey, don't get beat deep. We don't want to get any, don't want anything behind us. Deep is the deepest. Like our three dudes, maybe let's build a wall. Whatever it may take. That's embarrassing to lose a game like that. But then also sucks to lose a game when they just boom, 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 and make it look easy and just pick you apart. But a lot of times you're getting the ball out of their hands quick too. But those few times, like in a two minute, if you have a third and long or a play where they have like a, a long developing play that takes a while and they need some time, that's when your, your playmaker is going to step up and get the strip sack and finish games like that. Yeah, we need you. What were you going to say, Todd? Same thing happened in the Packers game. They just dominated on defense yeah. all day, and then the, the Bucks get the ball back. The Packers are up 14-6, so it's not really like a prefense situation because a touchdown and a two-point conversion ties the game, but it is like – they had been getting pressure on Brady kind of all day or just making it uncomfortable for him, and then they just stopped rushing. And he just fucking picked yeah. him apart, went right down the field. They score a touchdown. They ended up needing to stop him on the two-point conversion. Hey, that's right there, huh, AJ? Yeah, I'd say so, a little bit. And, yeah, because you you know if you're blitzing, if you want to bring pressure, yeah, like there's a couple guys that are going to be put on islands, and Tom's probably going to find those guys and challenge them. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to lose that way. I feel better, hey, just keep it in front of us make the tackle, hopefully get a – let's force them to make the mistake instead of us making the mistake. I saw this in college a lot on Saturday, and I liked it. Must have it placed, fourth down. Yeah. Defensive coordinators were just bringing the house. These college quarterbacks are just yeah. scrambling for their life, having to do a <laughs> fadeaway, very rarely going to be on it. I like going down swinging. Now, Jets last year against the Raiders. Yep. Remember? Greg yeah. Williams. Cover zero. <laughs> blitz at the end <laughs> of the game. And they get had deep by Derek Carr, who doesn't seem to be able to be able to do that this year. Yeah. Uh, seems to be going differently over there in Las Vegas. Who knows if there's any injuries that we need to be talking about over there. Joining us now is a man who's a host of the weekly wrap-up of the Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet from the NFL and the league itself uh, and the network. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, yeah, you look good. <laughs> you look good. Appreciate it. Is that a new spot? This is, um, uh, well, you remember when you were kind of up to something? Yeah. Oh, I'm up to something. Oh, you're building a new house. Wow. Uh, no, just up to something. Just, just for today, just up to something. Rapture. Oh, just for today. Breaking mm. Ian Rappaport doing something. Okay. Emoji. Something. Yep, something. Who's going to break so, the news? Should be really good. Who's going to break the news? Like, what if Schefter breaks the news? Oh, <laughs> oh that, that would, would be awesome. Be Let's do that. Can Manscaped, we... maybe. Yeah, will you tell me what it is so I can text oh, Shefty and have him break the news about what? <laughs> That'd be fine. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be what we're talking about. Anyways, we oh, appreciate you God. joining us in the middle of doing something. You're up to something. We're proud of you. That'd be you right, right, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been fun. Um, is there anything we need to know about the Raiders, or are they just potentially dead over there? I know mm. that there was a meeting between McDaniels and uh, Davis. Did Davis say, hey, I tried to go to dinner, guys. I got my backpack like this. I'm paying all this money to everybody. Chandler Jones, need money for Devontae, bring in Rocky Sin. You mm. got all this, and we fucking were completely yeah. defeated. I mean, is, is there anything going on in Vegas? Is McDaniels' seat already hot wow. in the desert, no, Ian Rappaport? No, no. No, I mean, it is still hot in Vegas, but his seat is fine. I mean, this is a long-term investment. And, you know, there was an acknowledgement there that, I mean, last year was great. They went to the playoffs. So much went well. But they won a bunch of games in overtime. So many were just the kick, you know, a few, did they make a field goal or not? It was a really thin margin, and it's been the same this year. Every game has gone right down to it. It just has not gone 
kind of their way. So um, I, I, I would not say there's panic. I would also say owners meeting with coaches after the game is very common. It happens most places, most places. Before they talk to the media, In, though? What? Uh, not always before they talk to the uh, media, but sometimes. And I know this because, like, when I'd go on the road, like when I was covering the Patriots, I'd go on the road. Yeah. And, you know, you'd see owners walk out. And I'm like, what's wrong? And it's like, oh, no, no, no. After every game, because the owner wants to know, like, what's going on. Because they, they own the thing and they want to know. Now, you would want your owner to want to know. So we're not saying that's a bad yes. thing because there's some owners that no, are checked fine. out. Uh, but this particular one, with things going bad, you assume it wasn't necessarily the most comfortable conversations. But you're saying this is status quo. This is going to happen with Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels going forward anyways. Uh -oh. Long-term conversation. Did you lose us? Hold on. This guy. Up to something. Oh, yeah. is Josh McDaniels getting fired right now? Oh, oh wow. There we go. Now shit. we're good. Hey, hey, what we're saying is you're saying, uh, although the conversation probably wasn't, you know, all glitz and glamour because they Probably are 0-3. This is just something going forward. They're going to have to get it figured out. I want to ask you about a guy who's a friend of the program who ended up not playing in a game, and it proved to be vital on a third and 22. Mm -hmm. We know Hyde is out for the season. Sorry about it, Hyde, man. Yeah, Godspeed, Hyde. Yeah, peace, peace. Uh, Poyer not playing. Was that expected? Did we all know that? I don't think we knew that. Uh, both your safeties out on defense is going to be a problem. They dominated that game, still lost it. That came out of nowhere for all of us or no, with uh, Poyer being out for yeah. that game? Uh, I would say not out of nowhere. He had a foot injury on that Thursday, and I was told it was day-to-day. -day which it is, but you get injured on a Thursday to be able to come back on that Sunday. That's awfully quick. Um, another injury to the Bills secondary, Christian Benford, their six-rounder, who is awesome and who started. And hi, Jude. Get out of here. Hey, what up, Jude? Hey, hey Jude. Jude is visiting while I'm up to something. Um, Where is your father? Uh, Christian Benford like broke his hand, so that's another injury to a Bills secondary. Like, it is... It's it's been really really tough there all at once for the Bills. Damn. All right. Ian, what about Tua? Any any updates on Tua's little situation? What's coming off the the back injury? <laughs> well, there's the, there's what's the, your problem? What's your deal? You don't think it's I back trust injury. I trust their trainers did the right thing. I really do. Like, there's no way they would have thrown him back in. I don't think there's any funny business, but I just it's fun. I don't know. It's funny how it played out. Rap. This is our entire take about it because we understand how serious the NFL is about this. Like honestly, yeah. week three. Yeah. franchise quarterback, McDaniel, new coach there, trying to win people over. If they fuck the protocols, it will get found out. And also they lose trust, I think, with the entire yeah. everything. There's no way, right? Or, or there's no way that took no place, way. right? That's how we feel. Well, the other thing is it's not the Dolphins deciding. It's the independent neurologist and independent doctors deciding. So, you know, the NFL and the NFLPA are now going to investigate and – sort of look into all of this, which is good, as they should, find out more information. That's everything you would want. Um, but it's not the Dolphins saying, ah, oh, you're fine, like tape it up. It is independent neurologists who really don't care if the Dolphins win a football game or not. Um, the other thing is it seems like Tua's ankle is a little sore as well. They got a really, really quick turnaround. So, like, I would say that's definitely a situation to keep an eye on whether or not he's able to go on Thursday night. Ty. Rap sheet, uh, Bakhtiari ended up playing, I think, 56% of the snaps yesterday, and all signs point to him kind of being okay. But is that the plan yep. moving forward uh, for him to kind of, like, play a series, then take a series off? Or when should we expect him to be out there full time? Uh, I think it'll be the plan. Do you need me? <laughs> I'll be right out. 
Sorry, I gotta I gotta give you something. Yeah, you um, that's awesome. Text. That was awesome. Once, yeah. I know it was awesome. That was so um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, last thing. Um, so I imagine he's gonna work his way into more snaps, but the fact that he was able to get out there, play, looked good. I mean, that was his. That was almost like the David Bakhtiari of old, and I think everyone was excited about it. No one more excited than David Bakhtiari himself. Mac Jones. He's doing a movie. Are a you commercial. in a? Yeah, you're in a. Tr- that's a trailer. Oh, movie. yeah. What? Well, uh, can't comment. Oh, the oh. Movie. Oh. All right, guys. What's the movie going, Jude? Oh, Mac. Jude the dude. Jude. Hey, Jude. <laughs> All right, Ian Rapsmore. Thank you, buddy. On set, a man who has forgotten more football than any of us have known to break down some plays from yesterday that we might not have seen in the same fashion that he has, and also to break down tonight's game. It is time to run it, hassle. Back. back with Matt Hassel. Back. Thank you for traveling out here. Obviously, busy schedule on a Sunday. What are we going to talk about and learn about today and run it? Hassel. Back. All right, let's go. Let's get right into it. Here Sunday, yesterday, Woo. some great quarterback performances, right? Yep. Did you guys have a favorite yesterday? Yeah, I love Lamar. Lamar. I love Lamar. Yeah. I love Matt Ryan, too. Matt Rogers. Ryan scores. Oh, here's Lamar. Hey, Lamar. Oh, Look at that. Oh, he, he literally was like, these basic stooges. <laughs> yeah. I know what they're going to say. Who did good? Lamar. No, not really. It was, like, it was like a mind reader where it's like there's five options, and then like if you say Lamar, we go right to Lamar. Oh, you, you know? and Foxy oh, saying, hey. Yeah. Here we go. Just a little bit of one of those magic tricks where you know what somebody's thinking in the audience. I actually was surprised by this, too. So here we go. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, Lamar Jackson. What do we think of when we hear Lamar Jackson? What do we think of? Hey, Dog. Athlete. Yep. Yeah. Explosive. Athlete. Runner. MVP. But the, he's a pocket passer, too. Not paid by the Ravens. Not no. paid. But yeah. listen, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he is as a pocket passer. So they run this play here. I know it's goal line, but this, this play is called Dolphin. A lot of people call it Dolphin. Why do they call it Dolphin? Because Dan Marino threw so many touchdown passes on this play, this concept right oh. here. So here we go. Let's run the tape, Fox. So this could be called Marino, too. Could be called Marino. Patriots are ready for this play. This is a really good play. Hard run action, good run action, good blocking. We're running crossers. We're trying to get pick routes for man coverage, right? And so we're just going to go right through our progression here. This guy right here is number one. We're moving over here to number two. Okay, just run this play. You guys watch this play. I'm sure you saw this play in the highlights, Sports Center, all that stuff. Okay, bam, touchdown, no big deal. But it is a big deal. Show me the other copy of it here behind. Now check this out right here, okay? We're going hard play action to the right. You can run it. Pause it at the top of his, maybe just one more step here. Check out my man Oliver here, the fourth string tight end. He's running this shallow cross. He's my next, he's the next guy in my read, and he's running as fast as he can as a shallow cross right over here. But look what Bill Belichick has for Lamar Jackson mm. right here, waiting for him. This kill shot, run it back. So this is, a, this is a shallow cross. So when you're throwing a shallow cross and the guy's wide open, he's going to be running, and he expects the ball like you're going to lead him, like you did in high school, right? Just like that. Nice exactly. Nice catch. But you're going to lead him into some trouble. So rather than, exactly, rather than throw him upfield on the eight right here, he goes kind of back shoulder on the four Mm. on this left shoulder because he knows where the hit's going to come from, from Oliver. So watch this throw by Lamar. Whoa, 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 Watch this. Watch how the Oliver takes this hit here. Run it. How he... He throws it on the back shoulder, turns, and now he's going to take the hit on the back of his shoulder pads, which is going to hurt way less than 
than otherwise. So great job, okay? You're saying Lamar did that on purpose, On though. purpose. This is Please. not an accident. This isn't like, okay. oh, this was an inaccurate throw. Threw it behind him. This is next level. This is really good. It's like a finer point that I think quarterbacks have a lot of respect You're for. saying if, like, Aaron threw this or Patrick Mahomes threw this, everybody would say, look at him throwing his guy out of trouble. Lamar throws it. A lot of people go, oh, he's got his guy killed. Oh, he's got his guy killed. You think people are saying that or I'm no? I'm not exactly sure if everyone's saying that. I don't think anyone even notices when other people do it. But I would say this. Tight ends notice it. Tight ends appreciate it. Your teammates appreciate that. So I think they appreciate it. Next play for Lamar Jackson, please. I got one more Lamar Jackson. This is a really good one as well, mm. okay? This play right here, a lot of people run this in the NFL. They call it Colt. Why do they call it Colt? Oh, Peyton Manning used to score so many touchdowns with this yeah, thing. Could call it Manning. Yeah, could call it Peyton's play. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Uh, Peyton and the boys play. Yeah. yeah, but Peyton's play sounds too much like Peyton's places. So hey, good show. Oh. ESPN Plus. Okay. Could call here you go. That yeah. So here you go. So you got Colt here. You got a guy going vertical. He's kind of just setting a pick here for Mark Andrews, who's coming on an in route. And then the outside receiver here is coming on an in route. Now this pick route, he's running a corner route. Uh, on his, he's setting a pick as he's running this corner out. But the Patriots are ready for Mark Andrews. Why? Because Mark Andrews is the go-to guy for Lamar. Belichick. Right. So check it out. Roll it. Roll it till the top of his drop, please, Fox. Right there. They're ready for it. Two guys right away on Mark Andrews. Lamar wastes no time. Goes through his progression quickly with his eyes. This ball is coming up to the one-on-one back of the end zone here with a perfect throw to Duvernay. Duvernay does the rest, kind of crosses the T's, dots the I's with his toes to stay in bounds. This is really, really good. Oh, man. Has he always been that good in progression or no? What's that? Has Lamar always been that good in progression or is he learning? You know what? I think he was a pretty good passer as a junior at Louisville. Right? He won the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. And everyone saw the wow plays when he was running around so much. But he had a very talented team. He was a good pocket passer as well. Mm-hmm. His numbers dipped his senior year uh, because the, the talent around him was a little bit less. But, no, I think he's always been a pretty good passer. Ours or nobody's that ball right there. That's us or nobody on oh, third shit. down. Us or nobody. Same thing. Though. There you go. Yeah. All right, so that's a, little, that's a little sample of Lamar Jackson, right? Just he's dissecting these defenses. Yeah. Breaking dark. it down, throwing good balls. With his eyes. And, listen, sometimes you'll see quarterbacks like high school quarterbacks. They'll go through their progression. Like this, they'll be like, one, two, three. Yeah, it looks like, like a drill. It's a drill, man. That's like not real life, you know? So, like, how it really would look for Lamar Jackson would, in this case, right? Thank you. It's going to be like, one, two, three. Like, I just went through my progression with my eyes. My feet did nothing. So people aren't noticing the progression in us because the head isn't necessarily turning, but he's doing it pre-snap. He sees that guy dropping into coverage from Mark Andrews early and knows uh, exactly where he's headed. I think this is a great job by Lamar, ex- knowing exactly what the defense has given him, and he takes advantage of it. So why don't you think he gets credit for that? Because it's Cerebral! Yeah, exactly. The knock is that, you know, he's, well, just he's too athletic. Part of the reason, part of it, he's very athletic. That's one reason. Okay. So the, 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 the lazy thing to do would just uh, to be like, oh, he's a runner because he is, he is good at that. But I think the other thing is this was just an incredible catch. Yeah. This is maybe one of the greatest catches. So I'm giving Duvernay his props because it's a great catch, but I'm also saying this is a great throw. It's a great read and it's a great throw. That's awesome. Wait, Let's wait to pay go that man his money. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's Lamar. Next game. Our next guy, oh, here Aaron, oh. I don't know if you've heard of him. Hell yeah. Hell Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He's immunized. Okay. He is immunized. He wears, uh, he wears these Zen necklace things now. Yeah. And then he, when he's walking into a game, he literally looks like he's walking out of a four-season spa. Yeah. He picked up the entire <laughs> spa, and then his hair is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we know him. Yeah. yeah We've heard ayahuasca. Of him. Not everyone can get away with that, but. He does ayahuasca. Okay, so Are listen. about the ayahuasca? Or I heard ayahuasca? Aaron Rodgers on an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday talk about, you guys were asking him questions about, is it a run play? Is it a pass play? Do you call two plays at once? You know, what is it, right? 
And, you know, it's, it's not that simple, right? Sometimes it's a play, it's a, it's a run and a pass. Sometimes it's a run, he audibles to a pass. Sometimes it's a run and, hey, receivers just run a route just in case, right? And what's great about this is it's really, really hard for the defense to know what to do. So I had four plays. I cut it down to two plays for time here. Yeah, okay? it's, uh, it's, it cost us an extra $4 million. Okay, so listen, he, here's the situation. Some people, the Green Bay Packers might call this west-left slot stack, okay? Whoa. And they might not, but they could, okay? Yeah. West meaning we're going to put a guy on the outside of this tight end. They'll call it west. If that, that guy, the extra tight end, was inside of our normal tight end, we might call that east, cold inside, hot outside. Oh. You know, like hot west, in the west. East. There you go, hot in the west. There we go. Okay, okay. anyway. anyway this is a strong run game formation right here. This is a very strong run game formation. You got A.J. Dillon offset. Dog. They got all kinds of great run plays that they can come to this left here with this double tight end set. Look at how this Tampa defense is, you know, all in the box trying to take, take care of that run, right? Uh-huh. So we don't, we're probably not going to have a good run here. Now, earlier in the game, they ran two runs out of this. They got nothing, okay? Mm-hmm. But check this out right here, right here. What do we see right here? We see a little two oh, over two stack. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, I believe, says, hey, listen, yeah, it's a run. You other, what is it, eight guys? Eight, let me see, nine, 10, 11. Yeah, you, you other guys, you guys run the run. Good math. Good math. Yeah, that's quick, I, too. If, if, I, if, I don't, if I don't like it, I'm just going to throw the ball. Run the play. Touchdown pass. Boom. So wow. literally, they call a run play. A.J. Dillon thinks this is a run. He thinks it's a run. He thinks it's a run. The O-line thinks it's a run. The tight ends think it's a run. Now, they know they have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers is saying, hey, guys, don't block this backside end. Do not even block him. I got him. He's mine. I'll keep him with my fake, or I'll maneuver with a nice little sidearm throw, real quick throw. We're going to get the ball to our guy. You can't set a block here, Lazard. This is not a block. He's running a route. Notice how he's just running through that shoulder, looking back for the ball, like, hey, I'm running a route. I'm not blocking. But by running the route, I'm getting in the way so that my man Dobbs can catch the touchdown. Uh, look at 76 down here, pulling, actually. Yeah, they're yeah. pulling. This is, the left guard's pulling. They're literally running the run. <laughs> It is a run. I mean, in a sense, you could call this a run-pass option, but this is not a run-pass option. This is a run, and the quarterback can decide, hey, you know what? If I don't think this run's going to be any good, I'll just go throw a touchdown pass. Okay, quick follow-up here. With what you were saying there about how every play is a run and it also is a, a, a pass, a lot of what Aaron has been saying has been alluding to that, right? He's like, hey, the standard is here. The standard is we've been able to do this for a long time with Devontae, with our other weapons. You guys are going to have to catch up. And when he said that the guys don't understand the whys of plays yet, do you think this is what he's referring to? Like why we are doing a, uh, like Lazard and old Cuz up there are running routes, even though this is a complete run play, because there's a chance this could happen. Do you think that's why it might take a little bit too for them all to buy in, or do yeah, you think it's understandable? It, it, it's just a lot of learning. Anytime you like jump in the highway, with a with a like a Hall of Fame quarterback, they're not slowing down for you. My first year with the Green Bay Packers, Brett Favre, I think won his third oh, third you consecutive. Hear, I don't know if you heard, don't say it. Don't. Okay, but you, you don't won- know Brett Favre yeah, has a point. Point <laughs> at, being, at that time, I wonder what. Stay focused. Right, Stay focused. Right, okay, yeah. okay? <laughs> they had just been to two consecutive Super Bowls, right? They had he had just he's winning. I think his third MVP that year. That rookie class, our rookie wide receivers, no one was babying them. There was no training wheels. They weren't like, all right, day one, passes, here's what it is, guys. They were just going. The rest of the new people that got drafted to the team, we just had to, like, catch up. 
No one is waiting around for us. Okay, so like Christian Watson missing some time mm-hmm. early in this whole thing. You think that's a deal long term or no? No, no. I, you you'll eventually get caught up to speed, but right now they're behind. Right, they're yeah, behind. Okay, so so did Favre steal guys' game checks if they weren't like ready to go? Really, or really? Yeah. you want to learn football? Would he? What he text coaches about it? All right. Hey, what do you see? What, hey, next play, please. Next play. Okay, look at this formation, okay? Similar but different, right? You're the last guy on the roster. (laughs) You're paying for dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dude. It's a bad thing. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's a bad thing, dude. Bad, bad. All right. You you know Formation. What's the formation? Uh, West. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to call this West-Left slot. Not really a stack this time, okay? Not really a stack. Strong run game formation. This time, no A.J. Dillon. This time, uh, you got Aaron Jones. Mm. It's a run play. Run the tape. It's a run play. Everyone's blocking a run to the left. Looks like a sweep to the left. But it's not. It's a touchdown pass for Aaron Rodgers. These are the things, though, right, that a veteran quarterback who sees this, knows this is wide open, can just go to without anybody asking. Look, he even turns his head. I'm going to say that this is built into their offense. And it's not like other teams don't do this, but Aaron Rodgers does it so well because it's almost like turning the double play where he's like catching the ball and it's out. Catching the ball. This, This go back, this defensive end is unblocked. This guy right here is unblocked, untouched. Carl Nassib, right? He's, he's a good player. You, you would think, like, hey, we, we better put a guy on him. Nope. You, nope. We're not even going to block the defensive end. We're just And we're going to basically expect our receiver, like a punt gunner, to just get inside of the guy pressed on him. Touchdown Packers. See, that's the type of thing that just come out of nowhere, too. The old linemen actually turn around and don't know what's going oh, on, too. Just, yeah, he, it's he hilarious, right? Yeah. You look at the linemen, and they're like, huh. Like, they hear the crowd, and they're like, oh, shoot, what happened? Like, did, did the running back drop the toss? Or, you know, what? I mean, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure at this point they're used to, used to it, playing with Aaron Rodgers. 76 pulling earlier, probably dead tired. <laughs> yeah. And he looks ball even coming. Touchdown. All right. Well, <laughs> That's great news. And there's another it. puller here. Who run this one? Who pulls on this one? Yeah, 76 again. Yeah, this I guy. Think it's the center who turns around has no idea what's going on. Hey, is this like a tell like Dan Orlovsky saw in the Panthers? <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> What's that? You know, I think like with, with anything, with anything, with tells like that, you can use it to your advantage too, right? You know, so like. If other people know. Like, I remember, I remember early in my career playing the Buffalo Bills, and Drew Bledsoe uh, had Dog. his hitch signal. It was, like, right here, like the ring finger. That was like, he hitch got signal. hitched. Yeah, I got hitched. And so after the game, I'm like, oh, man, you know, when the game's over, I'm going to tell him, hey, Drew, hey, I think everyone's on to your uh, hitch signal. You know, you might want to change it. And, like, I was a young kid. He was like, listen, dude, next week we're going to go like this, hitch, and it's a hitch and go. So we're good. Thanks ah, for the advice. It's always changing. You're saying, according to him. So you know, he- Seattle. Seattle knew what Peyton's. Russell Wilson's audibles were when they were playing Denver Week One. Well, they also knew Peyton's right in the Super Bowl. Yeah, allegedly the Legion of Boom knew exactly what they all were, and it was like game set match. That's the type yeah. of shit that is like next level. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about a guy that everyone kind of compared to Peyton Manning when he was coming out. Matt Who, Jones. Who's that? Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, oh yeah. 6'6", 213. Now listen, what I, I wasn't gonna talk about Jacksonville, but then I was like, you know, this Pat McAfee show, we talk about things here that people on television don't really talk about, like Hell Jacksonville, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Let's go. No one talks AJ. about Jacksonville. You hear this guy? This is right. Oh yeah. But there's a lot to like about Jacksonville right AJ's now. AJ's sleeping over there. AJ's muted. I'm trying to pay attention to football. You guys are trying to jack around. Matt, continue, please. <laughs> We're Sack. talking about Saxonville, dude. We're hey, talking about how yeah. nobody talks about Saxonville. We're doing it. Stop, com- stop derailing the conversation. I want to hear him. He was complimenting the program. Okay, I just wanted hey, to. Jeez, thank you for that, Shut man. Up, we appreciate so, it. So listen, there's a lot to like about Jacksonville, right? The defense is balling out. They're playing really, really well. 
but their quarterback. I just kind of want to focus on him and introduce you to their wide receiver group. They brought in three free agents who are, are really balling. And do you guys know who Jacksonville plays next week? Mm. Go up. We won't, say, we won't say it yet, okay? The Colts. Here we go. Here we go. Jacksonville, running a form, a form of the Colt play. Go back to the beginning. Watch Trevor Lawrence in the pocket, okay? This is just Trevor being Trevor. Nothing's open on this play. He improvises. Just pause it right at the top, Foxy. You can just kind of see nobody's open here. Now just run it. This is why you're the first pick overall. You're expected to take a bad play and make it a good play. Finds his guy, Zay Jones, in the back Ooh, of the end zone. Dart. Okay, yeah. remember that name. Good player. Next play. Next play. That was an absolute dart there. Doug Peterson, what's he known for? Well, he's an Andy Reid guy, so he's got a lot of creativity inside the five, inside the ten. A little eye distraction starting a bunch. We've got our running back going left. Now it looks like we've got a sprint out to the right. It's actually a little pick play concept here for, Ooh, for a touchdown. So working within the offense. Next play. Wow. That's Christian Kirk, another, another addition. Hey, he reset the wide receiver market when they paid him. Everybody was mocking the Jaguars for paying him. It seems like it's paying off. And listen, they, there's just so much more separation this year, I would say partly because they have, like, I don't want to say a real coach, but like an NFL coach. You know what I mean? I didn't mean, well, I didn't yeah, mean a real coach. Can. You know what I mean? No, a guy who's like. He doesn't coach anymore. I'm going to say three things, okay? One, not a real coach in the NFL. Two, should have took the team playing home. Number three, no urban signs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, he's a big three three things guy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think every speech I've seen, three things there. Oh, yeah. He's a coach. He's better in college, obviously, is what you're saying. Yeah, so you got Zay Jones, we got Christian Kirk, and another guy who we really like is Marvin Jones. Okay, so here we go. Run this one. This is another play. All three guys caught touchdowns this last week. This is a really great throw, mm, accurate throw. Shit. Good situational football. And they really kind of put a beat down on the on the Chargers this weekend. Yeah. So and the Colts. Yeah. So why, why do we bring that up? Because they've got a showdown. Doug Peterson goes to Philly, 1 oh, o'clock on wow. Sunday Revenge next game. Could be a good one, right? Especially depending on what happens tonight with the Monday night game. Philly, right now, people are saying, is the strongest team in the NFC. Well, the 3-0, and one of the only undefeated teams left alongside the Dolphins. Giants, though, they get a win tonight, which could happen. Oh, yeah, Graham Gano. Cooper Cush, Graham Gano, now on your team officially. Goddamn right. There will be three undefeated teams left, and the Giants will be one of them. The Jags, though, are surprising everybody. They are. And you know who else is surprising everybody a little bit? Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. They're they're playing really, really well. So, listen, the defense for Philly, yeah, they're getting after – they got after Carson Wentz. Nine sacks. They've caused two fumbles. They're playing great. But Jalen Hurts doing it with his legs, doing it with his arm. Going into this week's games, Jalen Hurts had 20-something carries, 28 carries I think it was. That's more than Dalvin Cook. That's more than Zeke Elliott. That's more than Christian McCaffrey. So designed runs, scrambles. you got to kind of defend the entire field with him. Okay. But let's talk about him as a passer. This is really impressive to me. Okay. Run it to the very, very beginning here. This is called empty. We call it empty because there's no one in the backfield, obviously, right? When we're in empty, what are we afraid of? Well, we're afraid of the quarterback having to direct pass protection. And then we're, we're also saying, well, you know, the quarterback could hand signal. Right here, he, he sees what he has defensively, and he, he signals out a two-man combination here to A.J. Brown and to Devontae Smith. He recognizes that these two guys are on Devontae Smith, and I'm going to signal out my my one-on-one route to score a touchdown. Check it out. Signal, signal. Devontae passes it out. Here we go. Boom. Touchdown. Third and seven touchdown. Talk about third down, red zone, two-minute critical situations. This is very, very well done. A.J. Brown is a beast. 
Is this ball placement here too? Uh, ball he placement saying? accuracy. So let's watch this. He signals the he signals, and then it's pass it down. They're on the road. Devonte sees it. He's going to pass it down. They're probably going to have to change their signal now that we just showed it. Sure. What does that mean? Devonte eat up the safety there. Just go inside, clear some space for AJ Brown to run a little. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly, but we know it's AJ Brown on some sort of slant route in and, route. And we think this would potentially mean could mean whatever. We it's got like probably you got big it, balls. Go yeah. <laughs> nuts play. Nuts play. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. Let him dangle. <laughs> or juggling, maybe. Juggle. Yeah. Probably Juggles a code word defense. for whatever they call it. Okay. Jugs. So, you, okay. Now, hold on. Yeah. You don't think that AJ was able to see him do that? Because I'm looking at Devontae. No, listen, he can. That's what I love about it, right? It's all about communication. Because a lot of times what happens, I can't tell you how many times I'd signal a route to, I'd signal to a guy, and he'd be like, oh, I never saw the signal. And so, like, uh. coaches will say, hey, listen, we're on the road. Okay, we're on the road. We want to fight against delay game. We want to fight against false starts. We want to fight against, oh, I didn't hear the signal. I didn't hear the audible. I uh, didn't hear the cadence. If you're an inside receiver and you see the quarterback signal, you pass it on down to your buddy. It's just the same exact way. Like if I'm a tackle and I'm not going to be able to hear the quarterback, then I, the center can hear it. He says it to the guard. The guard says it to the tackle. The tackle would say it to the tight end because they're further away. And communication is massive in all phases of football. and also shows your confidence, I think, right? And isn't that a confident team? Normally it's more communicative? Yeah, and you're trusting your quarterback. And that's, that's the uh, kind of – that's the – I mean, here's a guy who's played in a lot of big games. You know, played at Alabama, played at Oklahoma. They have dark visors too. Probably hard to see. I think he's currently – Seven to one odds to win the uh, MVP. Yeah, and, and t- to answer your question there, yeah, Devonte Smith there, he's clearing it out. Just get the hell out. It's of an way. inside-out read for the quarterback there, double slant type thing. Okay, he, next play. Jalen's a guy, huh? Oh, Jalen's oh. a guy. And listen, you want you want to do this one? Hold on. So we weren't able to upload as many plays into the system as we thought we were going to be able to. So we only got one into the Piedo app is what it's called, I believe, for the little touchscreen. The butt punt did make its way in there. Okay. Or had to. We thought we were going to be able to just upload some more videos in there. Only got one in here for Matt. And this is the Jalen Hurts play. What are we going to be breaking down here, well, Matt? Nothing really. This is more of a setup here. But this is, this is critical, okay? So it's, it's two minute, but it's not two minute. They're not going hurry up. All right? So they're like, be quick, but don't hurry kind of a situation. All right? Don't want to give the ball back? Yeah, and so they started backed up. They had good tempo about this. But now they're just around midfield, 36 seconds to go. And they trust Jalen in this situation. You saw other people this weekend that, you know, they didn't feel like they were trusted in this kind of a situation. So here's Jalen. He feels trusted in this situation. Let it roll, Pat. Really, nobody's open. Like, Washington does a nice job of covering this. And he just says, you know what? I'm going to give my guy a chance. I'm going to give our guy that I believe is a superstar, I'm going to give him a chance on a long foul ball, essentially, Damn. is what this would be. And look how high he goes and gets up. Check that out. That unbelievable. Dog. And then to hold on to it as he comes down. Bro. The control. Up, uh, Things fucked. <laughs> That's bananas there, dude. Okay, so the next play is really what I want to show, though. Right here, 17 nothing. Oh, look at this one. Eh. Ooh. Rip shirt. Give me that. Too small to be in the NFL, they said. Oh. Too small to be in the NFL. Nice flat back bump there, too. Eh. 
Sorry about it, Matt. That is unbelievable. And that's good trust by uh, wide receiver and quarterback, right, I believe? Hasselbeck? I mean, it, listen, it's, it's good trust there, and it's a, it's a complete team domination type of day, right? The defense is balling out, getting after the quarterback. Wide receiver coming out party, kind of Devontae Smith, 340 yards passing, three touchdowns, doing, doing whatever we want for the quarterbacks that's running more than some running backs. Okay, so now we have the ball here, 17 nothing. We got like seconds left on the clock. It's fourth and goal or fourth, fourth down from the two-yard line. Do they kick a field goal? No, they don't. Why? Because they trust this guy. They trust this guy with the ball in his hands. And let's see what he does. He finds his guy once again, Devontae Smith, who again, like I said, I don't want to say he had a coming out party because I think we already knew how good he was. But just more and more, he's showing up. And with A.J. Brown on the other side, look out. This is a team to, uh, to be afraid of. Hey, just quick follow-up. You said I was fourth down? Fourth down. Up 17 nothing. Fourth down, up 17 nothing with one second to go in the half. One Siri- second. Wow. Sirianni. Yeah. That's an easy field goal situation, AJ. Easy field yeah. goal situation. Instead, Sirianni says, well, bury them. Let's go score a fucking touchdown, Jalen. Okay. And I think it has to do with, right, like blood in the water. You understand that that, that the analytics, people talk all about analytics. I don't know how analytics accounts for what the, the vibe you're feeling in the stadium, the, like the fans aren't – like they're ready to turn on their own team in a way. They're ready to turn on their own offense. They're run, ready to turn on their own ownership group. Like, like this is the vibe you feel about it. And I, I believe that that's what that was. That was a send an NFC East message like, no, 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 this is, this is a different Eagles team. 24 nothing at half is a lot Dang. different than 20, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? 24 sounds a lot bigger. Commanders had to be booed off the field, right? I would imagine they were booed into halftime. Yes. Defense, too, killing them on a offense. Huge move. I assume they got booed the fuck out of there. Look at the protection, too. Really, Commander's not going for it. And really, it's actually good. It's good defense. That's the funny thing. Really? Like, this is, this is pretty good defense by Washington. This is just a, a great catch and a very good throw. Boom. Devontae Smith maybe a guy. Definitely a guy. Forever. Yeah. Let's go. I love it. I really I like that the Eagles are playing this good. I like that Jalen Hurts. Can you imagine if the Eagles are the one seed in the NFC this year? It would be awesome. Philadelphia would be absurd. All of the Johns and assholes oh, over there. Man. Oh, my. Just Kidding getting a me? chance to, like, their team is kind of representative of the city, too. Yeah. You know, where the team is, like, dogs. City. Yeah. Dogs. dogs. I mean, it is perfect for them. An Eagles-Bills Super Bowl would be the death to Glendale, Arizona. They would tear that place apart. So like, you know, I, there's a, uh, what do they call the stadium now? Lincoln Financial, right? Where? Yeah, Philly. Philly. Yes. I think there's like a jail in the stadium. Yeah, just like there was in the old God one. What was right. the old one? Uh, the vet? The vet. There was a jail in there, I believe, as well. Yeah. So they're like, hey, this has actually worked pretty well. You know, pretty good operation. <laughs> Keep it like this. Need it in the new one. <laughs> it's amazing that hasn't become just status quo for every stadium across the NFL. I don't think SoFi has a jail in the bottom of it. I'm not sure. Yeah, that is weird. I kind of just assumed, or at least maybe not like a jail, but for sure a a drunk tank just that they can load people into. Yeah, it'd be a smart move, I guess. A lot of people getting boozed up at games these days. Oh, yeah, Yeah. especially in Philadelphia. SoFi, too, so many, you know, out of team, team, you know, fans come in, you (laughs) Would guess that there's probably out of towners, out of towners. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I, it found was, it for me. I know. I was with you there. <laughs> I was with you there. Uh, what do we got next, old okay. Matt Hassel? What's the game tonight? Who knows? Oh, uh, we got Giants Cowboys. Giants Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Who's undefeated? Giants. So we're going to talk about their quarterback. Nothing Here. against Cooper Rush. He got a good win for him. Two wins as a starter coming in for Dak Prescott. One Way last to go. year. One Pass this year. Back. Mike Sounds McCarthy like believes in him. And what did you do whenever you uh, in? When you played for Andrew Luck, 
You rattled off like six straight or five straight or we something. Started four and zero. Damn. And then hey. I went. Then I, I got the, the Justin Herbert injury, and it went. Well, it's not your fault. Uh, yeah, you got injured. What do you I, want? I wish I hadn't played, and I think Justin Herbert feels that way today. Really? Yeah. He's like, why did I do that? Oh, it hurts real bad. Yeah, today. I would think. I would think. Same injury. You had the same injury. Yeah. Rib yeah. cartilage. Yeah. And it's just. Is it going to be this for the rest of the season? No, it'll get better, but like it's not going to get better as quick if you go out there and play four quarters and take a beating. You know, Throw I mean? it 80% of the time. Yeah, the highest go. percentage in the entire yeah. NFL yesterday. Yeah. Head scratcher. Head scratcher. Sounds like he's a little pissed off about is the Is that way. on the quarterback or the coach? No, I think what happens is the coach, the doctor, they'll say, hey, you want to go? And like as a quarterback, you have to say, there's one answer. Like, yeah, I want to go. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you I, – I believe, this is my personal opinion, I believe you got to like – take it out of his hands yeah because if he says no everybody judges their quarterback this guy doesn't want to go why don't they hand it to Eckler then you know like four carries because they're losing Eckler unfollowed me yeah really why (laughs) all right so hey hey, let's talk about Daniel Jones let me let me tell you a little bit about Daniel Jones okay what do we know about Daniel Jones stinks yeah he fumbles a lot no the (laughs) over rush yards are always going to hit lock over rush yards always going to hit good athlete Okay, good athlete, yeah. Went to Duke. He's a smart guy. There you go. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning's coach coached him, actually, coming out of college. Threw footballs in the garbage cans at Topgolf in Atlanta. Very well. He used to look like a dweeb. Now he's jocked. Uh, He's jocked. (laughs) These are all things we do know. Played beer pong with Eli Manning after the game two years ago. Flip cup. Flip cup. Yes, flip cup. There it is. All right, well, what do, what do we say? Showed up on the first day this year wearing an <laughs> Old Navy T-shirt. Yeah. six ninety nine off the rack. Massive hands. What else do we know? We know a lot. Yeah. Okay. Really we okay. know too much. Well, but he's good at basketball. Brian, Brian, Brian Dayball was, okay. was hired to fix. And he's a pro he's cornhole a, yeah, player. Yeah, he's in the pro <laughs> cornhole league. That's what he's sorry, Matt. He got <laughs> a three-year contract. That, that's a question we, we can maybe keep out of running out of <laughs> Well, he's got a new coach, okay? You're right. He's got a very, very good coach in Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball has been around, has an incredible resume. Most recently, he was Josh Allen's guy in Buffalo. Did an amazing job, okay? Daniel Jones, 51 career turnovers in the last four years since he's been. been, That's not even counting practice. No wonder they didn't pick up his five-year-old. So so listen, that's not good, right? Ball security is job security. That's what they say. Hell yeah. That's bottom five. That's too many turnovers. So we got to fix that. Okay, and the Giants got to win close games. They're notorious for losing close games. This year, they're winning close games, right? They're undefeated. They're 2-0. They've won their two games by a combined total of, like, four points. Mm. So they're, they're on the other side of that fine line between winning and losing, which is good. you got to keep it up. Now, how do I believe you got to keep doing it? I think it's stuff like this, Brian Dayball-type stuff, using Saquon Barkley, who's hot, who's running angry right now. Start out in a bunch. Get the defense thinking. What, remember what I said? Make Make it simple for the offense. Make it simple for a young quarterback who, who you want to protect the ball. Okay? But make it confusing for the defense. Look, now the defense has to communicate. All right, let it roll, Foxy. We're going to send a guy in motion. Okay, brand new defense. Now we got new things to think about. All right, set HUD. Pause it right here. We got run action with a slice. See this tight end that was in the bunch on the right-hand side? When he runs behind the line of scrimmage, it's hard on a defense. We call that a slice. We got two guys flying out out here, and it looks, again, like a run action. Okay, you can let it run. This is just a play action, naked bootleg, one-yard throw, touchdown pass. It's like a 16-yard touchdown pass on a one-yard throw. This is the kind of stuff that you got to get – Daniel Jones going on with a Micah Parsons team coming in tonight, Monday Night Football. Unguardable Simple. right there. 
you got you to gotta pick your poison, right? You got to say, okay, how, how, how much are we going to care about Saquon and how much are we going to care about the naked bootlegs on a play like this? And you got to get these guys to communicate well. And it's just eye distraction, eye candy, get some thinking. That's what we like. I mean, he's wide the fuck open. Yeah. Right there. And that's play design, right? Play that's, design. That's play design. That's play design. And Daniel Jones is a good athlete. You got to worry about him running, all that stuff. That's fine. Okay. But what's the knock on Daniel Jones right now this year? He's not throwing the ball downfield. Right? Yeah, he's got like two shots. He's he got hates like two Kenny passes Galladay. that are like 20 yards or more. So, so basically, what do people do? They're going to squat on him. It's kind of what I think Baltimore was thinking when they went to play Tua. They were like, ah, oh, he doesn't throw deep. He doesn't throw deep. What did he do? He threw right past him, right? They weren't expecting it. So you think that defense is, for instance, Daniel Jones only has two balls past 20 yards or whatever. So defense coming in, Cowboys coming in tonight, that frees up everybody to do what? Squat. What does that mean? They're just yeah. not even, you don't even have to play basically a whole third of the field. It's like educated guessing. So the defensive backs coach for the Dallas Cowboys, really smart, really experienced, Al Harris. Do you guys know who he is? Oh, oh yeah. Packer great. Yes. Yes. He's Do been, you know? He's been known to jump some routes. Oh, okay? what routes? What, what, <laughs> yes. And when did he jump routes, Hasselbeck? Did he? Does he jump them well? well yeah, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> like properly comedic timing jumping In like routes? big games or something? Anyway, he's coaching Trayvon Diggs. So yes or no? That's a yes. Oh, That's he's a yes. good at that. He's good at that. He's okay. very good at educated guessing. Okay? okay? Educated guessing. Now, it helps when you're getting a pass rush, right? Yeah. Okay, so next play. This is one of Daniel Jones's deep balls this year. Okay, this is a two-minute situation. Or sorry, not a two-minute situation. No huddle. Watch this corner right here. What's he doing? Peeking. Here, peeking. Okay, go back. Daniel Jones is about to throw this ball, so he's looking right at him. Now let's just let's just watch twenty-six here. He's got a scouting report. He's all week. We heard the scouting report. What's he do? Okay, go back. Just let it run in full speed here, Foxy. Uh, oh. Oh. And that's Sterling Shepard, right? Like, you don't want to be squatting on Sterling Shepard. Run it one more time for me. That's what I expect the Dallas Cowboys to do, not every time, but educated guessing, seeing the formation, watching the ball right there. So I believe what needs to happen is the New York Giants have to be more aggressive. Like, this whole idea, like, oh, Daniel Jones is turning the ball over too much. we got to, like, dial it back. You, you, you run plays like I showed you on the Saquon fake, on the naked bootleg to Bellinger, right? You do that. That's good to do. But at the same time, it's like an old Mike McCarthy thing. You should take at least one deep shot a quarter if you can. How come? Why is, why is to that? To keep them honest to keep them guessing, to keep corners like this or guys like Al Harris or Trayvon Diggs or whoever, you get them, you can't, they can't do this to you. Because if they can do this to you, that's, that's a real problem for any offense, for any quarterback. Because you just have no space now because they all know that everything's happening in front of them and they can just eat all eyes forward. Well, you're, you're, you're basing all of your plays on the fact that they're going to honor that you would throw it deep. You have, you have to have that first. If they don't respect that, then, then they don't respect you, and you got a real problem. Oh, can't have it, AJ. Can't have a no-respect issue with your quarterback. So look for that. Yeah. I would say Daniel Jones. AJ, you know, you can pop in here okay. definitely. Uh, Daniel Jones tonight, it, it, opportunity for feast or famine. They're going to be squatting on routes. When they see you in a certain formation, in a certain down and distance, there's, mm. you know, they might call it sticks routes. Third and six, we're going to squat at six. Third and ten, we're going to squat at ten. Third and three, we're going to squat at three. And that's an opportunity maybe to take a shot. Oh. So Will if you're they do a it? Betting man, would you like Daniel Jones to throw a pick tonight? 
Or would you like Daniel Jones' over for pass yards? Yeah. Well, there's a reason the Dallas Cowboys and Dan Quinn were so good at creating turnovers last year. They're opportunistic, but they also, it's almost like they've been given the green light. Kind of like those baseball guys. It's like, hey, a 3-0 pitch, you're allowed to swing. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to swing. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to swing. Mm. The Dallas Cowboys, those DBs, you're allowed to go score. You're allowed to go score. Okay. You're allowed to go score. So and I Dallas. feel like that's the vibe in that, in Dan- that defensive meeting room. Daniel Jones, 197 and a half yards over under on Fandle right now. What are the odds on a Cowboys defensive touchdown, perhaps? I don't know. I'm going over for Daniel Jones, though. Mm-hmm. Feels like I just hammered that. Done. Thank you. So, Thank you for that. I mean, that's going to cost me money. I've been on quite a losing streak. The only bet I won is Colts plus five and a half. Yeah, tonight, though. Well, go, going back to Al Harris, I'm not very good at predictions, so you might want to, you know, factor it's gone. that in. I already said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Sorry. It's already out there. This is the game tonight, obviously. Cooper Cush versus Daniel Jones and the Giants. It's all going to hinge upon whether or not they let Daniel Jones go, you think. Great helmet game. No matter what happens, great helmet game. These are great helmets. And mm-hmm. Zeke's helmet, that little spaceship that a lot of guys oh, have yeah. around. Yeah, Pollard, too. That's the future. Yeah. Sweet. AJ, I wish you had to wear one of those with your big dome on that thing. AJ, you, I mean, AJ, you got a you got, you got a perspective on the uh, jumping routes thing? Yeah, I wonder, like, so when they do, uh, when guys squat on routes, is it normally because they don't – a lot of times they would squat because they don't respect the guys down the field speed, like, hey, this guy can't beat me deep anyway. Or, like, those guys, are they squatting because they're like, hey, until you prove to me that you can beat me over the top, I'm not going to honor it? Yeah, I think that you're not going to throw it. You're not going to go deep. Yeah. You've thrown two deep balls all season. Like, you're not going to do it. You're Dan Jones. Is this like in pickup when somebody says, you won't shoot to three? Because yeah. I will. I yeah. Will. yeah. I, and it's a great point. And then once you make it, okay, fine, I'll honor it. Now they you have know? to. Go ahead, go ahead and make one first. And then you can give them, and then right up and around. <laughs> in your boots. Yeah. Well, in these boots, absolutely. Uh, Matt, we can't thank you enough. Run it, hassle, back. We appreciate the hell out of you, buddy, for making a trip out here. I feel like I got smarter. Do you think you could throw this into that hoop right there so 10 people can win $500 that retweet this video probably, and pro- put their cash probably tag? Probably not. I, I turned 47 yesterday. Happy so. birthday! Oh! Oh, my God. All right, hashtag PMS. Happy birthday, Matt. Uh, go ahead and uh, just uh, screenshot right now. Go. <laughs> oh. Chase. That didn't hurt Boy, head. that was annoying. Say something nice <laughs> to somebody, maybe at Hasselbeck. Uh, put your cash tag in there. Screenshot that picture from earlier. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. And uh, Matt, we can't thank you enough, dude. Get it, Pat. Short. Mm. Oh! Yeah. You always throw it too far. You right know, correctly. so I try to throw it shorter yeah. there. But he just... There it is. Matt, there's one here, too, for you. Oh, look at this. Come on, Matt. This is how we're ending the show, dude. Yeah. Yep. Watch that light right there. You're going to have to move up to the front of the stage. Oh, like if, I, Matt, if Matt has Like I like, said, in my old age, man, you know. 47. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, happy Matt. Birthday, Thank Matt. you. Right happy birthday, Matt. Yeah. Oh, short. Way short. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. Uh, I'm so bad. <laughs> 47. Break your huh? elbow. Did you, oh. did you hear the click? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you hear the click? Yeah. In the yeah. show? Thanks. I sure need did. about 10 minutes to warm up, guys. Hey, we appreciate you, Matt. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. That was awesome. Uh, we got a little touchscreen today from the Piatto system. Unbelievable. Uh, it couldn't load anything into the system, but I mean, we'll get it figured out. It'll get figured out. Now we'll we get know. It out. I think next week this thing's going to be full. I mean, can we put one video up there just so we can showcase again what this thing is? I mean, it was off the arrow. They were showing me that in the back. Uh, Zito was showing me that in the back when I was leaving on Friday. 
Yeah, it's a banana thing. I didn't. Wait. This is my first time seeing it. The um, telestrator. Yeah, do the butt punt. Put the butt punt back up there again, because there's just so much to. Here we go. You know, I almost talked about the play before this that set him up for failure. Got to get the ball past the Horrible four or five, right? Play call. Isn't that something Horrible you got to do? Play call. Was this the, like third and eleven? Yeah. They ran a naked bootleg to the right. What oh, are yeah. you doing, McDaniel? The offense needs to take some blame for this, not just the personal protector. Well, PT protector cannot back up. That's true. That's true. But the offense should have never yeah. put him in this situation. They got they got a little cute. Yeah, you think they got a little bit too cute to get him back there? Well, this guy's thinking, well, I'm a murderer of football right now because you can't have a 99 yard punt unless you punt from what. The one-yard line. Yeah, so that's the only upside of a backed-up punt is that you can literally say, all right, I can have a 99-yarder right here if I hit this thing well. And he, I mean, that ball. Should he have stepped left or right, Pat? Could he have? No, left or right gets you out of the um, protection. Oh, gets you out of the box, bro. You know what I mean? So, so he like, thought he was going to clear him? He thought he'd clear him? Yeah, if this guy steps up a little bit, if he's up in here, if he's up in here. Oh, no, it's already broke. Oh, no. Oh, it's way over there. Oh, pretty close, right there. You see that? If he's, if he's in here, uh, he's lucky he didn't wrap around and hit him in the balls. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Honestly, there. If he's in there, in there. AJ's right. Yeah, the taint is definitely uh, right in the strike zone for this entire thing. Frozen tailbone. Oh. And then they zoom in on Morstead. That's two feet away, three feet away from being six. So he runs yeah. off. Yeah, he just starts running off the field, and I'm like. I don't know what my reaction would be either after seeing this happen, but I know old buddy's ass in taint is going to be in trouble today. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll figure out this thing. This thing's going to be cool. Hell yeah. Pumped. This thing's going to be cool. Matt's going to use it to fantastic what? fashion. AJ's going to use it. Derek's going to use it. Jack's going to use it. Aaron maybe will be able to break down some. Can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. Uh, if you screenshot it from earlier with hashtag PMS, happy birthday, Matt, you'll be automatically entered in 10 people winning $500. Said something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there. Let's have a glorious day. What an overreaction Monday it was. Who are you and AJ taking tonight? AJ, your selection. You're up. You're, you won this week again so far. Uh, I'm going Cowboys plus one. All right, give me the Giants, Hell minus yeah. one. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, Here we go. Double dipping with the under? Or? No, I mean, the more I say just as conversation, as I figure it out, the more Bruce and Dirty try to fucking, you know, Back run me into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so I am going to keep things very tight in this picking section going forward. I understand there's a potential entertainment value that has to be had during it. Can't do it. Nope. Can't do it. Straight-laced. 7 and 10, 10 and 6. You're fucking hot right now, AJ. So anybody yeah. that's listening to this, we plus should maybe one. boost Cowboys plus one, plus one tonight. Should have won the or Texans. Should have won more. Passing yards after Hassel back told us about them taking shots. So you think it's going to be over or under 197 for when Hasselbeck just told us? Oh, for that, definitely over. Game, definitely under. See you, Matt. We appreciate you, pal. Bye, Matt. Thank you, You're Matt. You're awesome, dude. Good Good day, Matt. You're awesome. <laughs> Uh, good throws. Happy birthday. You look like Ever a young 47. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All oh, right. So I got, I got the Giants. You got the Cowboys? Yep. Let's go. It's tough to open your FanDuel account on a Monday, though, and just yeah, I can't only see it. one little green trophy thing. Mm -hmm. oh, I know. It's terrible. At least you got one. I was just scrolling through settled bets, and it's just like. Yeah, stay out of there. <laughs> nothing. It's desolate. It was tough, dude. Mm -hmm. The NFL has been awesome. I think it's been tough to predict. AJ's been able to do it. 
He can't bet on it until January, though, because Ohio just passed the rules. Mm -hmm. He should have been able to build a whole new house, which he probably is in the middle of doing already right. from his picks, and we will continue to ride with you. I'm going against you strictly because i got to gain some ground, and I like Danny Dimes with what I just heard from Matt Hasbeck. Let's assume Dayball is hearing the same exact thing. Yeah. Saquon on Monday Night Football. Cooper Cush has done well. Maybe tonight's not. He doesn't. You know, he is Cooper Cush. Maybe. It's a good point. Giants have a good defense. Where's QB this, controversy. Where's this game up. at? In Dallas? No, MetLife. Are yeah. you going? No, I just yeah, realized. Yeah, yeah well, two, let's go doubleheader both nights. That'd there be sweet. Go. I bet you there's a lot of New Yorkers that are doing that, and it's like, yeah, we got, you know, it's I probably a, a big shirt. No, one's, uh, no, there are very strict lines between Jets and, and Giants fans. So you know that. No one's a fan of both. Okay. All right. I'm Cowboys sure there isn't just uh, something to do. Plenty of marks in New Monday York going football. to both, yeah. <laughs> AJ, you're, you're amongst them now, so we don't know. That's a good point. I do yeah. believe I'm making an announcement right now. I think I am going to uh, start wearing a suit on college game day. Ooh. Really? I think so. You know, Why? You know, I, I'm on morning network television, you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah, 100%. You know, so out of respect for the situation. Now, there's a lot of these whites that are pissed off about the way I dress you wear a jacket, though. It looks nice. Like It looks like you're dressed up. Thank you. I appreciate that. But these yups just can't. You know what I mean? It's a tough thing. So we don't have as many shows, right? We only have a certain amount of shows. And also, have you seen the way Kirk and Dez and Reese and them look? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got good suit game. Clean. Call so, Michael Irvin's guy. Have Michael Irvin's guy make you some suits. He looks awesome all the time. So I'm, I'm yeah. feeling like, should I just remove that potential conversation piece from these old whites so we can move quicker and also respect the set? You know, like it feels like they are all very, I mean, this is like 10th year, 20th year for a lot of these guys. Yeah. They didn't bring you in to be Corpo guy, though. Yeah, you got to be you. Am I disrespecting the set, though? Like, that's the only thing I'm starting to think. No, of. you put a sport coat on. You, you could have anything on underneath. You put a sport coat on. You're instantly not disrespecting. That's what I think. I think I dressed it up. You 100%. Know what I, mean? I, yes. I think I'm dressing up out there. Yeah. These old flabby whites, though, do not enjoy my fashion. Can't Fuck give them. in to them. You could also just do it this <laughs> it's week. It's not giving in to them. It's not giving in to them. It's like literally just like I'm trying to read the situation. trying to be respectful. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. be as respectful as possible. You could do it this week, and then if it's just like, you know, that was uncomfortable. I didn't feel good. I don't feel like I had, you know, I didn't feel like me up there. What then if fuck I, it, you don't do it again. What if I do just go? I mean, look at these suits, by the way. All super. I, everyone looks good there. Yeah. yeah. But imagine if I do... Just go into a full suit. I was going to do this with wrestling there at the beginning. Yeah. I was getting a lot of heat from all the wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. What if I go in there and go, this should be a good game. <laughs> the nose tackle for this team is six foot five, 421 pounds. That is something that can certainly demolish an offensive line. Kirk, do you have more on the subject? <laughs> like, that's what I think that these people. Hey, no, then they. Hey, Halloween, then they cut to Kirk. He's dressed up as you, and he does a full promo as you. Well, the interesting these six-foot fighters, not a lot of humans that are built this way. Almost, this morning, three hours is a long show, by the way. Yeah, very. It is a long Early show. too. It's a blast, though. That Tennessee crowd was fucking awesome, dude. They were. I hope uh, they're good. I hope they continue to be good. I when Tennessee is a good football team, it's good for everyone, I think. Rocky Top was rocking. They're going. Hopefully the weather cooperates this weekend. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I just Not heard about good. this. So we're going to Clemson. I guess there's a hurricane coming through. Uh-oh. Like, at yeah. the exact time we're going to be on, allegedly. But I guess hurricanes are unpredictable and impossible to, you know, kind of put an actual dead time on things because they yeah. evolve and they change and they move and everything. But the way the hurricane that is currently moving at, I guess all eyes are on game day, mm -hmm. us being there right in the middle of it. 
I guess. Like a lot of games in the path of it. It's one thing if there's no other good games, but there are so many other good games on Saturday. There's a lot of games. I'm excited to get down to Clemson NC State, but if we're going to be in the middle of a hurricane, I'm also like, okay, with not being in a hurricane. Yeah. But I'll go, hey, listen, I've never been inside of one. Yeah. So that'll be a fun. Right. I've never been inside a hurricane. So maybe this week's the proper time to do it. Yeah. Why not? Put a big suit on. Mm-hmm. Now or never. Oh, that would be sweet too. What if I go in there? Full with a, hurricane. Um, a scuba suit. Yes. That See, that would yeah. be funny. That's yeah. Good. That's good. There. I thought about going top hat too, full tuxedo for these fucks. You know, <laughs> that would uh, also be watch. pretty good. What's that, AJ? Pocket watch with the chain hanging out your vest. Monocle. Yeah. Monocle on that thing. You see, I think these boys are playing good football. You see, <laughs> that guy. Well, first of all, Dan Lebetard's finisher, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that he has made that his own. You know, the only person ever in the history of Twitter to do yeah, this. Stuff. First and only. I respect that. I learned that. It's a good move. I mm-hmm. love it. I mean, I guess I've never done it before, but I, I do love the move that is Lebetard's finisher, I learned, of uh, just taking a picture of the human and quote-tweeting it and just putting that as the response. Because this guy called me a jerk-off and a fucking clown, yep. and he thought I didn't have time. I got time to go see who you are, pal. Oh, yeah. I'll it, do it during the commercial break. Don't yeah. take long. I will see this, pal, and I will do that. And then, obviously, what will happen next, and Charles Barkley talked about this. This guy called me a clown and a jerk-off. I took his profile photo in which he looks like an absolute doofus in mm-hmm. and put that as my response. And I won't. he'll say I was bully, I wasn't classy, that whole thing. I don't care, pal. I don't. I, I'm into Twitter streets, pal. I exactly. will. If you want to go, let's go in there. You know that that whole thing. But there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that response. That guy's last name was actually White. Uh huh. That guy's name was. <laughs> that guy's name was actually something White. It was too perfect for me not to showcase to people. Like this is the tweets that I'm talking about when I say, "Oh, enough with the shit. Knock it off, man. This guy. Like that's mostly why I quote tweeted it because it was like, "Hey, this is the shit that I deal with whenever I'm dropped in front of a new person. This is what my life is like." But that guy was just too perfect not to kind of yeah. put on blast there for a second. He, he ended up deleting the tweet, sure. put himself mm-hmm. uh, on a private thing and everything like that. Oh. And welcome to the show, you know, exactly. William White. Welcome to the show. You asked for it. Uh, Fair warning. That is what I deal with, though, on a regular basis on my Twitter account. And it's, I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. Yep. Head down. But it is morning network television, too. Like, that is oh, yeah. something to think about. It's a household staple. Oh, yeah. I will be on the uh, Manning cast tonight. Oh, oh nice. Oh, here go. we go. Here we go. Jimmy Johnson, then me, oh. then Tracy Morgan. Oh, yes. I can't wait for Tracy Morgan. Now, Jimmy Johnson always going to be electrifying. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm on the same show as Tracy Morgan makes me very, very pumped. Might make that as my Twitter bio. Uh, they're Giants, obviously, home to the Cowboys tonight. And I'll be chit-chatting with a, a Giants member that just won in the Hall of Fame, Eli Banning. Pretty sweet. How my, about that? My eyes are piss poor. Is that NASCAR Jimmy Johnson or is that former head coach Jimmy Johnson? Good question. I thought it was Jimmy Johnson. Uh, yeah, Cowboys head, head coach. 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 That Jimmy would make Johnson sense. Just retired. So could is that I E? Is he J I M M I E? I believe so, but I cannot see it. So that's Jimmy a with a Y is who? I think that's head coach right, head Jimmy coach. Johnson. Okay, good. Yeah. That's who I had in my head. You're that right. Would make more sense. NASCAR Jimmy I E. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good lineup. We got our uh, first. Uh, uh, thing this weekend. Saturday night. Oh, yes. Oh, let's, go. let's do it. AJ, can't wait to see you Saturday night here live in the Thunderdome. Hell yeah. As we go live, what, what? Nothing. 
I know there's rumors that that was this Saturday. Yeah. Well, I found out just a couple of days ago yeah. as well. This Saturday, we Hell got yeah. a big time watch along. We'll be on ESPN too. Obviously, we are prepared and ready to go. Absolutely. We have it all figured out. It is a massive honor. We are pumped about it. Ain't that right, AJ? Absolutely. You're right. We are prepared. We are very excited mm -hmm. for it. We uh, get a chance to watch an incredible slate. I do believe it is going to be focused around one of the games. But if said game either gets delayed or moved, there's a chance it could bounce around. We'll be live here from the Thunderdome. Cool. We're going to have a lot of giveaways, Hell a lot yeah. of charitable donations, hopefully some electricity. And I believe we're all riding on one side except yep. for one person in the office. Hell yeah. So it should be a, uh, an electrifying event. I think that me, Peyton, and Eli are going to chat about that a little bit tonight. I think I'm going on second quarter. Okay. Okay. Good time to go on. I think second quarter, right before halftime. How you doing? Keep it moving. Uh did you guys see the commercial that they had? Eli, Peyton, um, Joe Buck, and Troy Aikman? Mm -hmm. They're friends over there. Yeah. As long as you're watching. Yeah. And, you they know, one of them does it from their basement. The other one has to travel everywhere you can do and, the game. And stand the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Huh? No cough button on game day two weeks in a row. It's a bold move. No, they had to order a whole thing. You know, they're not used to that many people on the set. It's become a thing. True. Ah. Like, they are all very, very nice to me, but it's become a, a thing there. So it's like brand new, something first time for that long and forever. So they got to order new equipment. It's been a couple allergy weekends, though. You know, we're in yeah. Boone, and then we're in Knoxville, a little bit different allergies. There was a couple times this past weekend where I was, like, holding the microphone like this so I could, ah, ah, mm -hmm. ah. I don't know how the voice is going to sound when I start yelling into this thing. What a day. We went for four hours today. Hell yeah. yeah. I love it. Lucky to be here. Thankful to be here. Did a giveaway earlier. We'll be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. What do you mean when you talk about the Jumbotron operator? We'll find out. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody in the back. Thank you, AJ. Have an incredible trip back to Ohio. If you're traveling today, if not, enjoy the rest of the day. You all are the best. Goodbye. Take uh, like 20 hours or so. See you.